Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ The Road Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We have DJ Neva. Yo, what up? We have Jamie the Great. Yeah. And DJ D Miles is MIA. Yeah. He's still a- getting his ass fixed. A S S. No. He's under the weather. Leave him alone, guys. His ass is still broken. Still hurt. It's still in uh getting repaired. Um, but big shout to D, we miss you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pause. Um Hey yo, and we got my man here, straight from Miami by way of Cincinnati, Ohio. The very, very talented Pace Rock. What's up, man? What's happening? Thanks for having me. Appreciate nah, nah, it. No, no, no. I feel like we have very close circles. Yes. And we hung out maybe a couple of times, but we never really like chopped chilled. It up. Yeah. Chopped it up. Yeah. Chopped yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We never like really got because. Well, this is our chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would and I would see you in L.A. a lot, mm-hmm. right? Probably like in the in the two thousands, the late two thousands. Mm-hmm. And I met you in New York, actually. I did meet you in New York. Yeah, yeah. And um, a long ass time ago, long when ass I first time. moved there, I, I, Ross used to bring me out to the clubs. I used to come see you all the and time. And that's when you and Ross won are like, yeah, super homie type yeah. bosom buddies. You guys are close, basically. Yeah. Pause. Is there like an <laughs> Ohio connection? Yeah. Yeah. Is there Ohio connection? Yeah, with him. Yeah, we're both from Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys didn't know each other in yeah. Ohio? You did. Mm-hmm. Grew up with together. You? We didn't grow up together, but we went to. Y'all uh, went fishing together. Is that what this? No. Fishing <laughs> shit. Nah, we went to rival high schools. Okay. Uh, okay. So, like, if his high school football team was playing mine, it was a fucking movie. Mm. But um, he's a year younger than me, so mm-hmm. I think we met when we didn't meet till he left Cincinnati. He went to college in New York. Yeah. And um, I met when he was home for one summer. I think his freshman year, maybe. So something like that when we it's, met. So, like, when you was in Ohio, like, you know, I was doing some research. Mm-hmm. We all doing some research. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were working with high tech, huh? Well, yeah, yeah, yep. You were, that's like, my first. That's my first actual music credit. Is uh, I was on the Mood album Karma. Mm-hmm. I, I, I co-wrote the song Cincinnati. That's my first music credit ever. Nineteen ninety. You have a strong production resume. Yeah, a little like bit. your production. Mm-hmm. I mean, little, little bit. bit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I kept scrolling, bro. <laughs> I was like, you have a, a seriously strong production resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, you dropped an album. You, you were part of a group, Five Ds. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, but you have a DJ background, and did it? It For all sure. started with DJing, kind of, right? Oh, uh, no, nah, not really. Not really. I started. Um, I probably started rapping first. I think mm. I started rapping first, and then. Um, Actually, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't really... Let me think about it. Because I, you're one of the few dudes that... You, I mean, you do songwriting. Songwriting, mostly. I would a say more of, than anything, I'm a songwriter. Songwriter. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of motherfuckers that do production, mm-hmm. they just don't produce. Write. They don't yeah. do the songwriting. Nah, I write a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, when dated back, you know, and I guess... I don't know, man. You'd have to have started with rapping and... I started rapping, I yeah, think. Yeah, but I, I, I've always been more into DJing. I kind of... This is what happened. I feel like I'm a DJ at heart. I always wanted a DJ. Mm-hmm. Started at the skating rinks kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a dancer first, really. And from going to skating rink and dancing, that was like what we did in junior high. Like, that was the shit. But I was always be at the DJ booth mad at the DJ because, like, why are you fucking up the flow of the dance floor? <laughs> like, why, like, why, like, why aren't you playing, like, ain't no future in your front and into fucking Humpty Dance? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that would always make me mad. So I'll be, up, I'll be fucking with the DJ all the time. His name was DJ Gup. Shout out to DJ Gup. Cause I used to fuck with him all the time, and um, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna be a DJ. Fuck this shit." And I started. I started. Um, I started. I say every DJ same story. Save my lunch money, bought records, 
that's how it started. You but like taught yourself how to scratch or some shit? Taught myself how to scratch when I was nine. Because yeah. my grandmother had a, uh, she had a direct drive, like, it was one of those big ass, like, radio, like, stereo console joints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the tape deck on the top. And then the, the turntable, turn yeah, yeah, and then the, and the receiver, thing, the, the receiver, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was direct drive, mm -hmm. so you put the record on there, and you could actually cut. There wasn't a belt drive wobbly shit. Yeah. So I just used the volume knob, and I had uh, "Mary Mary" the single. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Mary, Mary, the the Mary, Run DMC or the Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mary, 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 and I just fucking imitated JMJ's scratch, and that was that. Wow. I was a DJ. That was great. I, that's how I started though <laughs> on my mom's shitty. Uh, Turntable. I feel like everyone starts yeah. with like yeah. whatever turntable they have at the house at yeah. the time. They start messing with that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have cool records like that. I had like black <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah like nah, I had shit. that. I had you guys to chill. I had um. Oh nah, see, I had like I had, uh, Disney, like <laughs> Disney records. <laughs> I was scratching, yo. Mickey Mouse Playhouse. What was the other one I had? I had Public Enemies first twelve inch. What was that one? It was like eighty seven. Uh, Rebel without a pause. Nah, well, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get yours. You're gonna get Uzi ways a my Uzi ways a ton. I think so. Yeah, was on the, the B side record. when they had the <laughs> fucking they had the, the Buick on the cover with fucking '98 posse. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, I had that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had that. You got to chill. Mary, Mary. Uh, those are like my first three records. Too short. It was like '80, like '87 to all oh, the early '89. Late 80s hip hop Yeah 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 So were you Were you trying to rap Or were you making nah, beats Nah man What happened was I bought the um, I was in like Maybe 8th or ninth grade And we had the um, Looking at the front door Main source 12 Main inch source. Yeah. And it had live at the barbecue On the B side mm -hmm. And we had a talent show Coming up And me and my boys Was like yo We gotta be in the talent show Cause we wanna get the girls Or whatever And uh, It was like four of us And They was all rapping it was four of us. I was going to DJ. It was one verse open, and nobody wanted to do Large Professor's verse. Yeah. yeah. So you they were like, it. you got to write a rap. But the ad libs were still on there. <laughs> so the, ooh, you got an afro. I had to like write a rap to fit in with his ad libs. Oh, wow. Because it was like dope. a TV <laughs> track, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had that was my first rap. It was oh, over shit. live at the oh. barbecue over at Large Professor's part. Oh shit, man! Damn, that's, that's not that's not that's not easy to do. I know. I mean, yeah, for your yeah. first rap. So it was like, exactly. ooh, you got an afro, but I'm still fresh though. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> that's weird. I always wanted to produce. I always wanted to make beats and shit, mm -hmm. and then I DJed later because it just kind of went hand in hand. I mean, it was all kind of together with production. Yeah, I mean, definitely. back then when hip hop started. It was like the DJ made the beats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like if you were DJing, you was the producer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you had like a hand in making the beats. Yeah. I started rapping because I, I I couldn't deal with rappers. Right. Like it like the dudes on the block, they would like they would flake all the time. Right, right, right. You had to like they would come late, they wouldn't show up. Mm -hmm. So after a while you just kinda have to like do your own shit and you just I, end up being more productive right. rapping on your own shit. Right? I never wanted to rap. This is the thing. I never wanted to rap. I have never had no desire to be a rapper. It was always somebody asking me to rap, and then later became paying me to rap. Mm -hmm. I never was never something I wanted to do. I was always felt like I was better in group dynamics, so it was always like me and other people. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, "Yo, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Like you're good. You're dope." And they just be like gassing me up and cheering me on. I'm like, "All right, I guess I'm good." And then I, you know, yeah, yeah. But I listened back and I'm like, I wasn't good. They was just lying. Gassing me up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you had a whole album. And then you I got paid. Part of group, yeah? I got paid. So you can't be. What does that mean? What does that mean that I got paid? I got. I didn't want to do it. They, no way. I got paid to do. Well, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna say no to some money. Wait. So, so the label gave you money? Yeah. Or, 
basically. This is, this is a story I don't really tell, but I'm going to give y'all this exclusive story. Yeah. This yeah. is the bullshit as usual album, yeah, right? I get, yeah, I get, I get, this is a crazy story. I had, I was in the group 5Ds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I told this story so many times. Let me, let me give you the clip. I'm going to try to keep it short. But basically what happened was I did all the uh, cover design for our, our albums and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the, the distribution company was like, yo, who does y'all covers? And I was like, oh, me. They were like, yo, we need an art director here at the company. You want, you want the job? They offered me a job. I was like, yeah, sure. So I got this job in Boston working at a distribution company, Landspeed at the time. And uh, my first week on the job, they were like, yo, this dude in Japan is like a f- huge 5Ds fan. He wants to fly you to Japan and like have you rap on his tracks. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me? Fucking week after that, I get the phone call like, yo, this dude don't speak English. Can you come to Japan? He sent me some beats. I was like, they all right. Like, whatever. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he bought me a flight like right there on the spot and like two weeks later I like, went to Japan was that your first time? first time damn and and he paid me handsomely per song and we did the my first I stayed there like 10 days we did like 5 songs and then I went home and I thought that was I was like oh that was a cool experience you know what I mean and I was thinking like it's in Japan nobody will ever hear it it don't matter if it's <laughs> whack yeah. like it's gonna stay in Japan it's not gonna leave I was sadly fucking mistaken but that was my, you know, I was like, cool, I just got a little bag, go back home, nobody's ever going to hear this shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then, like, probably nine months later, I was, at, I, went, I was at home in Cincinnati, I went to the record store, everybody's, and they were like, yo, we got your new record in, and I was like, new 5Ds record, what are you talking about? Like, nah, Pace Rock, and I'm like, who's Pace Rock? Because oh, my shit. name wasn't Pace Rock at the time. Yeah, yeah. Was what like, was your name? It was just Pace, and then something else, Pace is my graffiti name, mm-hmm. so I never really had, like, a name, it was just, like, Pace LaRock, or Pacey Pace, or, like pace something arthur pacerelli you know what i'm saying so dude the sad thing is all of those names were dope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i would have taken any one of those yeah. names. i mean I, pace rock was probably one of them but it was like pace larock i use pace larock a lot but pace it was like LaRock. pace larock pace rock arthur pacerelli pacey pace pace rock has such a like a it's such a good name I appreciate that, it. Very that, memorable, that, that, very it sounds impactful. Like, it sounds doesn't legendary. Doesn't it sounds like a legend. Yeah, yeah. legend. Not definitely. Doesn't everybody hate their name, though, at some point? Yeah, but yours is pretty dope. Nah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> right. I, I put it up there. Rothicon's another good name. Rothicon's a great name. That's a great name. If I told someone Yo, about Pace Rock, I feel like I could G it up like it was like a... Like, a, like the story icon, could be like embellished. It could be embellished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Like yo, like Pace Rock, yo. He yo. came up with like Grandmaster Flash, Pace Rock, <laughs> Pace Big Rock Daddy Kane. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane is the best name. No, it's funny when ASAP Rocky first came out. Right. I was like, yo, he's biting off. He biting off for Pace Rock. That's, that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't think of that, but yeah, I see. Uh, I can't find. Yes. When I but I when I do think of Pace Rock, I always think of Pace One, the rapper. True. That's I funny. declare war. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always Shout think out of to Pace shit. One. You know, it's a lot of paces in the game. <laughs> is that? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Fast I mean, on some, graf- on some graffiti shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that seems like a, like. So a I feel like I saw a lot of a lot of paces in the shit. Yeah. a lot of paces in the game. So you was doing graffiti in Cincinnati? Yeah, that was like my thing. Damn. That was like my. You thing. was like all hip hopped out. <laughs> Fucking all the way. It's so crazy, right? <laughs> How were well, you were probably like that too? You probably. It's, I oh. feel like all of us that grew up in, we, yeah. we probably all came around the same era. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. Uh, I feel like all of us did graffiti at one point. Yeah, but yeah. I was like crazy. Yeah, I was like, like you were jumping on billboards and shit. I was doing crazy shit. Really? Not like my friends were harder than me. Yeah, and but I had to keep up. So we was just we didn't have shit to do. We lived in Cincinnati. Was yeah. you like bombing walls, like doing or pieces trains? on the walls? Dog, 
You name it, I did it. Mm -hmm. But I was in my crew. I was like the least active one. But, but to others, you were active. But, but, I mean, I look back on it, like, I did a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, uh, who was the producer from Japan that flew you out? Nuja Bass. Nice. R.I.P. Yeah. Respectful guy. Yeah. R.I.P.? Yeah. He yeah, he died passed away. In oh, a car shit. accident. Yeah. Oh, 2010. Man. But great production, well respected. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that, but I was like, eh, was just That's wait. crazy that what happened to you where you just dropped an album like that. Well, it, it, was, it was like a three-year process, but yeah. I went. That was that album was like probably five, six trips to Japan. Wow. Yeah. And then it just came out. It was. A, I, I. I'm always shocked that motherfuckers can drop music without you knowing. I mean, it was in. It was. It was Japan only at the time. So that was like an import no. at the record store. Yep. So yeah. I have. A, I have a question. Did you get any publishing from that? No. Still don't. Oh, you get a. They just paid you. For, from from God. I just got. I did a flat fee up front. I mean, we're st I probably shouldn't talk about it because we're still, is there some like legal things we're oh, working okay, out okay, still? Okay. <laughs> because he passed away, so his catalog is very valuable. Yeah. His catalog is worth it. He's the number three top streaming artist in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he died like almost 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So his catalog is very valuable. When did the streaming become a problem for a lot of music that's out right now? Like, I mean, it's happening now. It's think becoming about like it. a problem, right? If you didn't clear samples, it's an issue because they can catch you so easily. They can they got software to track, like oh, this is that sample, Shazam. What, what's your perspective on the De La Soul and Tommy Boy thing? Oh man, this is a. I feel like no one's really seeing it from Tommy Boy's perspective. I I agree. I mean, there's two perspectives. I think, but based on even what De La is admitting to it, it's just a fucked up situation. Right. But. Basically, Tommy Boy didn't do their due diligence mm -hmm. at the time, but shit, who did? Right. You know, they yeah. were an indie label. But I feel like in the beginning of hip hop at that time, they just, they honestly kind of just like, let's just put it out. Yeah. And if we get caught for anything, fuck it. Mm -hmm. You know, like we'll we'll pay them or we'll give them mm -hmm. some publishing and some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then not till what was the biggest lawsuit that made everyone change sampling? The Bismarcky. Yeah. The Bismarcky joint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like also, what's his name? When Pete, uh, uh, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. The Steely Dan one? Yeah. Steely Dan. I feel like they got, I mean, I heard about that. They sued them or? Yeah, no, Steely did. Dan, take, they took 100% of that. Yeah, right. They took everything. I don't, yo. I don't think they got any money off of that, right? I think that was the wake up point because then all the beats started changing and everyone started using different producers. Man, know? listen, I'm all for it because I, you know, if somebody sample your shit and you got to get it cleared and they like, look, you can have it, but. I'm taking all the publishing. I ain't mad. I feel that shit. Damn. I feel it. You can't have shit. I think like MIA Paper Planes, the class took like 98% of that record or some shit. Wow. Yeah. But it's a smash record. So MIA Switch and Diplo still got to split whatever was left. I don't know if they, I don't, don't. What sample was it that they used? It's the Clash. Um, oh, that's right. Up. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they took. Don't quote me because it's not correct. But they took a huge, they took. A majority chunk of the record, mm -hmm. and uh, Maya West and Switch had to s split the rest. Yeah, still a fucking probably a twenty million dollar record. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> two percent's not that. Yeah, bad. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so you got three percent of a fucking thirty million dollar record. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a nice little check. <laughs> nice little three percent. I mean, I don't, I'm I'm throwing numbers out there. I don't yeah, know exactly, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If it's like a big ass record, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Still getting paid off. Like, do you if you didn't want them to take it, you shouldn't have sampled it. Yeah. 
And that's how I approach shit now, too. I'm actually going through that with Ross right now because he only wants a sample. And I'm like, dog, we ain't going to make no money off this shit. Yeah. Like, this beat is dope, but. I was going <laughs> to talk to you about that because you, you have a production deal with Rock Nation. Yeah. And you recently got that, right? Or Nah, it was a, I just recently announced it, but it was a. Oh, you've been, been had it? Yeah, it's oh, been okay. a minute. All right, so by the time it leaked to me, it was old news. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was it was no news because it was just it was just hush. I didn't I wasn't talking about it. We I was just doing the work. Well, I, when I heard about, it, I was really happy about it because yeah, I thought it was, it's it's a big deal, right? Huge deal for me. It was a huge deal. It was a game changer. It was a life changer. Can you explain what a publishing deal is? Because I don't really yeah. understand. This is my vague idea of what a publishing deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a lot of beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, who labels usually give pu- publishing deals, or how does it work? Nah, well, Rock's like a Rock has like a bunch of different uh, departments. Departments. So, so they got a publishing department. They okay. got record label department. They got distribution. They got streaming. They so got the, so the publishing department mm-hmm. was like, yo, we really like your beats. Nah, we, no, nah, that's not what happened. It was basically like. How does it generate interest? Because let me tell you my fucked up version, mm-hmm. and then you can you can check me. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like my thinking is like a label sees a producer, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, this dude's been like, we've been listening to this dude's beats, mm-hmm. and we 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 don't want him giving this shit to anybody else." Maybe so, it could so, happen like that. Yeah. So then they're like, "Let's sign him to a publishing deal. Let's give mm-hmm. him an ad- advance. Mm-hmm. Almost treat him like an artist." Mm-hmm. And whatever beats he makes mm-hmm. has to filter through us. If we don't want it, then he can shop it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But we still get paid off of the publishing. Yeah. Is that basically what a publishing deal is? It can't be. There's a whole bunch of different types of publishing deals, too. Where you're kind of giving them a commission of your publishing for yes. everything you make, pretty much. Yeah, for a, ex- for a certain amount of time. But then what do you get in return? Just uh, Do you get access to <coughs> artists that you wouldn't normally get to? or what Sure, is it? in some cases, yeah. And you get just have relationships and well, opportunities or anything like that i can only speak in my i mean every publishing company is gonna sell you whatever they're gonna sell you we right. can do this for you we can do this for you whether they follow through with it or not is a different story but i'm sure that they all say you know and a lot of them have leverage and a lot you know if, if you're getting signed a universal or whatever that's fucking like anybody that you can want to work with probably right so they were like you could use everybody that we have available mm. you know or all the writers all of our writers you can work with all these writers so for me it's, it's it's basically like a network but also with rock they do a lot of um like licensing and then like um syncs so like tv commercial mm. so advertising get, so they'll come like up that. to you and they'll be like look there's a show that's about to drop they yeah. need some beats. Mm-hmm. You want to set up a meeting with them? Yeah, sometimes in theory. It just depends. It's always different. But I get briefings every month, basically. So, like, big top of every month, I get, like, here's this month. This is what we're looking for, for this. And then sometimes it's just like, oh, you would be perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Do you have any music that fix this? Because a lot of time it's a client. So it's almost like an agency a little bit. Sort yeah. of, yeah, for, wow. mu- for music. Agency slash management company. For compositions. Wow. Because okay. it doesn't have to be like songs. It could be like, we need somebody to do the score for this. Got it. So you when, a, I mean? so when a, if a producer gets a publishing deal, mm-hmm. it's kind of like they scored a, a label, like a deal, record label almost. Something like that, yeah. Right. And in my case, uh, the main reason I wanted to do it, because I wanted to get more in the songwriting world, yeah. too, to like do both sides. Um, but me and Ross, we have a production company, basically. We're a production duo. And... 
it's like a venture so we went into it like that with that approach yeah but my intention was like i can this is somewhere where i can go and like flex my songwriting chops too mm-hmm. or like even sharpen up my skills because they can put me in rooms with people that i wouldn't otherwise be in rooms with yeah and learn from them and learn from their processes and stuff like that you know so I mean? do you have to hit up like do you have to hit up rock nation and be like look man i, I kind of want to work with this writer this writer can y'all make it happen how does that work sometimes i mean lately or is it more like this writer has this really great song do you think you can build something around this song sometimes i get calls to like punch stuff up Mm. Like we got this and like, you know, yeah, not from rock, but like just from working. Yeah. You know, it's like, we think, th- what do you think about this? Oh, it's cool. But you think you could do something with it? You know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that might be like a remix. Yeah. Sometimes it might be a rewrite. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so interesting, man, because I talked to my brother. My brother's all in like into Hollywood and movies mm-hmm. and uh, scripts and everything. Mm-hmm. And the work that writers get in Hollywood is insane. And the yeah. way shit works like. Uh, yeah. For example, if I have an idea for a movie or if I have an idea for a show or anything, I can write a script and I could sell it to uh, a movie studio. But as soon as I sell that movie, sell it to the movie studio, I lose all ownership of it. For sure. Yeah. That's what happened to the Wayans with Scary Movie. Yeah, exactly. And they own everything, the branding, the Mm -hmm. franchise, everything. But that's the deal that you make. You don't have to make that deal. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So it's so important in Hollywood to have an accountant and, mm-hmm. a, and an agent, an mm-hmm. accountant, uh, usually, accountant or a lawyer to like literally protect you. I, I would think mm-hmm. more a lawyer, right? Yeah. To protect you on the contracts. And then my brother was telling me that as a writer, you're almost better creating a graphic novel or writing a book mm-hmm. because then it becomes published. Yes. Yeah, and because you own the you own the copyright and the composition. You own yeah. everything about the story, the mm-hmm. characters, the 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 name. Mm-hmm. You own the whole brand of whatever story you created. It's the same game. It's the same game, and then what you want to do is you want to license it to the exactly. movie studio. Exactly. So they could right. take if they take those characters. Exactly. They, they would get paid <clears throat> off. That's of that. why, like a lot of comic book, like a lot of a lot of writers are doing comic books. They're mm-hmm. publishing the comic books, mm-hmm. and while the while the while the comic is not even done yet their agent is talking to the movie studios like this is going to be the next shit right yeah and they're already working on movie deals for comics yeah. and like graphic novels that haven't been released yet yep. that's not e- that's that you're probably not going to see it until eight years well it gives that's you more good. leverage yeah. too yeah same thing so when you when you go into that meeting you have more leverage because it's like oh, i already own this shit it's not just an idea mm-hmm. yeah. something that already actually exists right so you they got to license it and they only license it for like x amount of time so it's like if you want to make the first movie and what would be like you know a a sequel and three four more Mm -hmm. you only get it for like 10 years or whatever or Mm -hmm. three or whatever you negotiate that time is and the same thing with music it's like the deal i did with rock is it's a co-publishing deal it's not a complete publishing deal Mm. so they own my copyrights from well they own a they don't own my copyrights they own a piece of my copyrights for a specific amount of time for anything that I make in that time period. So but they don't own my copyrights, any of my copyrights. It's almost like a licensing that. then, yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is there a limit of how much do they can own? Like if you do seven or did you It's not, it's, it's just- It's, it's a just, time period, right? It's a time period. Okay. So, so you do a hundred or we you own, do 10? We own a certain percentage. In my, in my specific case, it's like we own a, this percentage of anything that you create mm-hmm. for this amount of time okay and it's it's not crazy it's mm-hmm. like not a crazy number like they don't own they don't own me or they don't own my music or nothing like that right it's co-publishing so they they're co-owners with me right and it's just my publishing i still am 100 percent of my writer 
That's mm. great. That's you know amazing. what I'm saying? That's a that's an ideal that's a, a partnership pretty much. Yeah, so almost. my publishing, your publishing split in half. So there's a publishing company that I have, Chief Snob Music. Yeah. And there's the other half that's my government name, Patrick Johnson, that's the writer that yeah. writes for Chief Snob Music. Mm. Patrick Johnson still owns hundred percent of what Patrick Johnson writes. Yeah. The publishing have I did a co publishing deal with Rock Nation that they get a piece of my publishing. Okay. But not my writers. I follow. I, I follow. follow. I, ba- I okay. barely follow, but I follow. <laughs> what, what was that? Why, <laughs> why did you go with your government name instead of Pace Rock? Because well, I, I was doing research, I was like, who the not, fuck is Patrick Johnson? Uh, oh, in the Rock Nation thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a typo. That oh, might really? Because I did the deal with my me as a writer. Okay. So big ass letters, Patrick Johnson. Right. Like, Wait, that's Pace Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you have a like a production partnership with uh with Ross. Yeah. Right? Ross Basically, won. and I I talked to him briefly about it, but I know Ross is so like uh, you know, he doesn't like to talk about anything. You know, right. what I'm saying so he's very private and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You know, he's played me a couple of beats. Yeah. and They're oh, he amazing, play, bro. He played he played that one in my car that one time. Yeah, it's amazing. That shit was incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. And he got he, some shit. He he got some shit, and he's been working with you guys for sure. But I was I was talking about the dynamic of it without telling too much about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very. It's kind of like uh, if I was to explain it, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm really good at like uh, I'm really good at keys, and I'm really good at building melodies." Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't know how to sequence the drums nowadays for mm-hmm. all the like. I don't know how to do like those future drums and those like. Right. You know what I'm saying? The like trappy I sound. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the trappy sound, but I can definitely build a song. And right. I never can build a trappy sound. Right. So you're kind of working together where I'm giving him keys, mm-hmm. and. He's like, oh, I'll do this with the drums. I'll yeah. add this, mm-hmm. and then you guys will like kind of come together and say like, oh, let's let's get this and let's get let's add this. That happens with us a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Is it? It sounds like a great partnership. It's dope. I mean, we we just passed. It's like, it's like it's you know two heads are better than one. Pause. Yeah. Type shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so y'all Double been doing penetration, that. the whole shit. <laughs> 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 How's it going, so y- y'all been y'all been working on this for a minute. And yeah, we've been working on for a minute. This, this is the thing. I think when you get older, it's like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. That's what happened. You know, and I, I gotta tell like these young. Let's let's tell these young dudes something. <laughs> talk to right? these young bucks. Let's talk yeah. to these young dudes. Let's talk to them. <laughs> I feel like everyone wants to be the one. Make and, sure. And they, I, they want to be the one, and you spend so much time being a one. That you're you're around talented people and you don't work with them, yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah. sometimes you really got to be aware of the motherfuckers around you, yeah. and really just be like, yo, we got to work together, man, because yeah. you're doing some shit and I'm doing some shit, and if yeah. y'all working on the same energy flow, mm-hmm. y'all should be working. Of course, do your own shit on the side, yeah, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with like building with another motherfucker or a crew of motherfuckers. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, me and Ross like. I tell you, like, not to get on some sappy shit, but Ross done saved my life, like, multiple times. Like, multiple. Ross got me out of Cincinnati. Mm. Like, straight up. He was like, you got to get the fuck out of there. Go yeah, wait, man. was Ross the first one? He went to New York. New York mm-hmm. And then he went to Miami, right? Yeah. yeah. So did he bring you to New York or Miami? Because you're in Miami now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably both. Both actually, both. I mean, so you kind of like just following the steps. <laughs> you going from New York <laughs> no, to Miami? Not, not. Well, actually, what happened was so me and Ross and my buddy Brent, shout out to Brent, Brentinho, we went to uh, Brazil 
on like a fucking crazy sabbatical. I ain't gonna say the year because I want to date myself like that, but it was a long ass time ago. And, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a good time. Yeah, we went to Brazil. Ross was like, "Yo, um, I used to do this festival called Scribble Jam," and Ross was yeah. oh, Ross was the uh, he was he was the DJ for our B Boy Battle. That's how I met him. Scribble and um, so he would come back every August. We do the festival. We catch up, whatever. And one year he came back and he was like, "Yo, I went to Brazil last summer, or I went to Brazil last winter. And shit blew my mind. You got He was like, "You the only person I know." that can just go to Brazil for two months. So I'm going mm-hmm. in January and you coming with me. And I was like, okay. Cause I didn't have a job, you know, I was a DJ. Yeah, yeah. But I was a DJ in Cincinnati, I wasn't doing shit. I was doing 5D shit. I was doing music and just hustling. But you know, I quit my day job like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So you don't, like when you're a young adult, you don't know, none of your boys are not, not working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. the one person, like I had money, but I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I could go to Brazil. So he was like, yo, you coming with me? And I was like, all right, cool. So we went to Brazil for like two months. Yeah. Uh, with my boy, with Brent. And I met Brent. I met Brent in Brazil with Ross. And the whole time, I was working on this bid. We were doing a 10-year anniversary of Scribble Jam. And uh, I was doing a exhibit at the Contemporary Arts Center. I got, it was, you know Zaha D, the architect? No, no. What is that? No. Who is that? She's a famous architect. She died. She died okay. in Miami, actually. Oh, shit. Doing this building that's over, just, just over now. Anyway, she's a huge, huge deal in the architecture world. She designed the Art Museum in Cincinnati and had just opened. And they gave us one of the first exhibits for Scribble Jam. We did like a hip hop exhibit. So I, did, I was working on this exhibit while I was in Brazil. And they were like, yo, you're doing a fucking exhibit at the fucking Zaha Hadid Museum? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And they were like, who the fuck are you? Like, what, the, what are you doing? Yeah. But in Cincinnati, it was like, the ceiling's like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like punching that motherfucker. Like, right. So they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And they were right. like, yo, you gotta get the fuck out of there. You're doing this shit in Cincinnati. What are you doing in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. So you gotta get the fuck out of there. And then while we were in Brazil, they convinced me that I needed to leave. So when I got back, I left and moved to New York. It's so, it's so funny that you say that because if you stay in one place for a long time, mm-hmm. you don't see, I guess you don't see like, I guess how you're limiting yourself. You don't no, see I the don't. limitations you're setting on I yourself, I thought I was right? killing it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so I was killing it because so nobody told me shit. You had no intentions of leaving. Uh, nah, because I was like, I was going to Japan twice a year. I was touring the world. I was like making. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was young. I was making money, and I was never left my hometown. That shit don't happen. So I was like, I'm fucking killing it. Can't nobody tell me shit at a residency at a fucking night at the only nightclub in town. It's kind of like you're you're, you're <laughs> in this <laughs> like saying? yeah. It's like yeah. you're in this a little, bubble. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little bubble, yeah. but it's, you're, you're so comfortable in the bubble. Right. You, you don't even want to venture out. Nah. Yeah. But I was good. Like Cincinnati's not. I mean, I don't want to shit on Cincinnati, but it ain't it ain't the kind of place where you just want to be completely all the time. Right. If you're like trying to do shit. Mm-hmm. But I was always leaving. Like I was always gone. Yeah. You know, so, so when I would come back, they would be like, Oh, where are you coming from now? And I'd be like, Oh, I was just you know, I didn't I'm bragging and shit because yeah, I'm twenty yeah. something. I was like, Yo, I just went to this, I just did that and da 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 I thought I was killing it but to Ross and them they were like, What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're swimming in this little pond. Right. I was a big fish in a little pond. Yeah yeah. And and then <laughs> he just kept going in circles, but he's like, Yo, it's fine. Exactly. It's cool. It's I was like, deep. I can yeah. jump. <laughs> I had my little hustles down, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was good. But did I you, wasn't good. I just did, didn't know it. Did you see like when you moved or so you went to New York after that, right? Mm-hmm. When you went to New York, I mean you probably when you even went to Brazil, mm-hmm. uh but probably more New York. But New York. Yeah, when you went to New York, did you see how limited your maybe your For perspective sure. was at Man, that time? I was I was tripping. Yeah. I was tripping. I mean I'm probably still tripping, but I was tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I you gotta you don't I'm an only child, so I only get one perspective, you know? Right. I don't right. have nobody else telling me like 
nah, then nobody's course correcting me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so only my friends do it. And Ross was like, yo, get the fuck out of there, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. That shit ain't popping. Real crazy. Real quick, before we move, because you mentioned Scribble Jam, mm-hmm. what did you have? Like, I was there was four organizers. I was one of the main, one of the four. Oh shit! Yeah. Scribble Jam also uh, had some battle rap, so that's why I'm picking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Famous for Eminem juice battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but I was a fan of the things yeah. after were like Ill, Illmatic. I mean, uh, Immaculate and Dasaurus and all right, those guys. Right, 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 right. How did you get uh, caught up in that? I started it. Really? It was my idea, actually. That's crazy. Yeah. Where did that come from? That's amazing. I didn't even know. Graffiti shit. It was Scribble was a magazine. It was a graffiti magazine. So, But it had like certain sections, like the battle rap, the yeah. DJ, the beat So we, they, they were like my friends who did the magazine. I didn't have, I, it was my graffiti crew's magazine. But the two dudes in my crew that did the magazine, they were like ambitious dudes and like kind of had money. So they were like, oh, we're going to do this magazine for real. They turned it into a business. So they were like, yeah, we want to throw a party for the first, uh, first issue of the magazine. And I was like, y'all should do a hip hop, all elements type this and da da da. And I was like, we just do this and we'll do that and we'll do that. So they did it. They got with Mr. Dibs, shout out to Mr. Dibs. They did it with him. I was out of town when they did the first one, but it was just like a little party. It was like 100 people. And then in 97, they're like, yeah, we're going to do it for real. And that's when I really got involved. But it was my idea. That's so crazy. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for all so those you're, great you're battles. So you're the founder of the scribble. Basically. Scribble Jam. Yeah. Wow. Damn. But it was, it was me. I, got, I can't take all the credit. It was me, Dibs. My boy Fat Nick, Tony Heights, uh, Jason Brunson, RIP, he passed away too. How many years has that been going? Dude, Dude, we, screw, screw it's, 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 it's done now. It's done now, but I did uh, the first 10 years. Yeah. And I'll, then I moved to New York, and then they did three more after I left. Shit. Yeah. I what, what, why did it stop? Money. It's a, <laughs> Cincinnati's a two, because it got big. Like, we made we, we make money off that shit. Deal, bro. Yeah, yeah. At one time, we were the biggest hip hop festival in America. Wow. Yeah, I mean, in Cincinnati. So would you be as bold to say you were the first hip-hop festival? Uh, pro- Fresh Fest probably was. But, like, in the 90s to the early 2000s, there wasn't, like, Paid Dudes was after us. Yeah. Um, Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells was after us. All of them took kind of, they used us as a blueprint. Yeah. But we were such a small market that, you know, we got, like, the Scion. We were, like, the first people to do the Scion shit. Because mm-hmm. That's like, when Scion had the marketing right. yeah, dollars. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were throwing we, shit. Throwing money we were, away. like, early Scion yeah, yeah. marketing shit. Um, but it's such a small market. But the thing was, was that we had the whole Midwest. Everybody came from the Midwest to Cincinnati for the thing. So even though it was a small-ass market, we had Chicago, we had St. Louis, we mm-hmm. had Minneapolis, we had um, Indianapolis. Right. We had Louisville, Lexington, Detroit, Kentucky, Michigan. Detroit. Like everybody, like big market, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like a pretty big much slept on the market too, yeah. yeah. Like ten hours any driving anyway. New York too. New York came heavy, yeah, heavy, yeah. bro. Wow. Scribble Jam, like if New you York won, came heavy. If you won Scribble Jam as a battle rapper, you were well respected. For There's sure. only a few people that won. Eminem lost, yeah. Who beat Eminem? Juice. It's we're not into this battle rap. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. the geek here. I'm, I'm the worst. It, it was it was Eminem, Juice, Ron Fest, and Dose One. The four finalists. And that was like oh, who, who, Eminem, I mean, no, no, who? I know, I know, I know, I know, Ron Fest. You know, Eminem. Yeah. You know, Eminem. Yeah. Yeah. Juice, Juice allegedly ghost wrote Summertime by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Allegedly. Allegedly. I thought it was Rakim. That's allegedly also. There's so many allegedly. Summertime? Yeah. I don't know, but I never heard that. That could be, I could just be making it up. It could be an old wives tale, but. Yeah. I thought Rakim wrote Summer Jam. Oh, Summertime. Nah. I, don't, I never heard that one before. Jazzy Jeff said Will Smith. Here it is, a groove slightly <laughs> transformed. 
Some of the good. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like a flow. Sounds like a Rakim flow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't y'all have Jazzy Jeff on here? No, 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 we don't no, have. No. We're not that cool, Pace yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was drink chance. It was drink chance. Maybe they were talking about that. Yeah, I he, think they. they, he, they said said that. Will, he said Will Smith wrote it. He did there. say it. That's yeah. what okay. He said. I mean, Will Smith probably bit off of Rakim. Because yeah, I heard, I, I heard it was. I always heard it was Juice, and then I heard it was Rakim. Anyway, I was just trying to tell you who Juice was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but Juice is a dope ass so rapper dope, um, from Chicago. But to, to yeah. be honest, I can't really see Will Smith using uh, a Ghost Rider to be. You know, he's talking but he did. He can't. Nas wrote. Nas wrote. Getting jiggy with it. Yeah, exactly. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. You never knew that. I didn't know. I didn't know that shit either. Nas. Yeah. We out here spilling all the beans. That was the Trackmasters produced that, and Nas is working closely with the Trackmasters at the time. Yeah. So he wrote that for Will Smith. Oh Will Smith had Mag. Will Smith still has Ghost Right. Sorry, Will. Yeah, man. So wait, you were the first hip hop festival, and then essentially you're. I don't know if we were the first, but what? we we like to claim it for okay. marketing said, purposes. Well, he said the first, first, yeah, first and essentially the, the first battle rap league. If yeah, for sure, fresh, yo. Talk your shit, Pace. Yeah, talk that yeah, shit. Yeah. Talk your shit I just want to say Fresh Fresh was the first. Right. Fresh Fresh was. That's, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Though. Fresh, that's fine. Yeah. fresh <laughs> what? That's fresh what? I mean, this was we 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 started in we started in '96, so. I can't take. This I don't know crazy. what was going on before that. That's Fresh dope, though. Like no, that's, that's, yeah, that's real exactly. respectful, man. As a yeah. battle rap geek, I'm like shit. That's, yeah. that's, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that shit. That's so. That's how I know Ross, because he was the DJ for the B Boy battle. Yeah. Once he said Scribble oh, wow, Jam, man. I was like, that cannot be another Scribble Jam. It has to be the same one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, it's not dope. something I really talk about because don't know. Not a lot of people know about it, but. I, I was I was buying the tapes, bro. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty we, I'm I'm pretty impressed. I never, was, I never knew, <laughs> actually I never knew Ross was like a a battle like a DJ like that. Like oh man, did. Ross is, yo, Ross wow, is man. Ross is the real deal. Yeah, because you I know he was dope, but I didn't know like he nah, was. Nah, like, he's the real too. deal. He's no, got no, a lot man. of he he knows a lot of music, bro. Like yeah. his catalog of his, music, his record collection. Yeah, is I could imagine crazy. His records are crazy. I mean, I know I know crazy diggers. I know crazy record diggers. And Ross is up there with the crazy records diggers, diggers is, that I know. Wow. He fiends for the dig. I'm in a group chat with him, and he be just texting some shit that is like, not interesting to me at all. Yo. I mean, like, listen, we make beats together. He's like, yo, you know that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, nah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking about? But you you got to know this, Payton. For sure. Is that a thing with y'all Cincinnati, Ohio-ass motherfuckers that y'all yeah, don't, like, talk about or brag about anything? You really just kind of keep it in your, like, inside pocket? Maybe. I don't know. I'm bragging about it right now. You're not really though. Nah, but you know, I never. We <laughs> was the first motherfucker. It was nothing like that. Nah, but like, yeah, people, you know, we did this. people don't know my story, and I don't really talk about it because who gives a fuck? But like, you know. Come on, bro. People want to know. If you interviewing me, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble Jam, come on, bro. Yeah. Don't That's say people there. don't give a fuck. You want a podcast? Yeah, yeah man. I give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, people don't really give a fuck at the end of the day. I mean, I'm pretty I, impressed, man. You know, no, that's dope. That's yeah. real respectful, man. But I'm just saying, that's how, that's that's kind of how I got my feet wet with a lot of things was from doing the festival. Yeah, yeah. So I learned a lot from it. Learned that was like my first business, probably. Yeah. The first time I really had to take a business seriously. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from that. First time having business partners, having to be held accountable for things, responsibilities. If you don't, if you don't come through, this shit's fucked. Right. Mm-hmm. So, how many c- people were going to that shit at, at, when you were? Oh, man, at our height. So it was at the peak. We would it. It started with one day. It was like a Friday, and then it was like we can't do this just on a Friday. Then we got Friday and Saturday, and then mm-hmm. it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then it was like fuck. We gotta do the whole week. It was like Wednesday to fucking Monday. 
And but Friday, Saturday being the main days, we I think at our peak we probably did like twenty five thousand people. Wow, it's yeah, fucked. Yeah, bro, it was, it was a. Yeah. It was, and that's like doing deals with hotels. Yeah, I mean convention yo, centers, all that. We shit, right? we brought Cincinnati so much fucking money. Wow, like during yeah. and 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 it was thirteen years of it. Yeah. He brought that's the town. The hot run, ones man. was like, yeah. I remember I was like 12, 11. That's why he was feeling things. himself. Yeah. He, was, he was the big I mean, one. He was the boss in that. He was Bro, the Rick Ross. Couldn't tell me shit. Couldn't <laughs> tell me who shit. Can, who can say they had Eminem lose a battle at their fucking right. event? Bro, that's fucking I mean, insane. But I'm, I'm, some not, real shit. I'm not mad at him for staying in Cincinnati. You And and just for the record, I want to shout anybody from Cincinnati watching, I want to shout out Cincinnati because I've shit on Cincinnati a lot in my past. But I haven't lived there for like 15 years. Yeah. And I fucking love that place. Yeah, it's dope. It's a dope ass town. Man, that's so uh, respectful, bro. You guys still have some rings laying around on Scooper Jam? Probably, <laughs> but yeah, you, a lot of shit comes from Cincinnati, man. And people don't know that shit. A lot of shit. Like Ohio all, players. All the music. Ohio players. I think, I think they're from Cleveland, but you know, Roger Troutman, Zap, uh. Uh-huh, fucking yeah. slaves from Dayton. Uh-huh. Fucking. Um, yeah, I thought slave was from um, L.A. for some reason. Nah, man. Oh, Dayton, wow. Ohio. I had dinner with Steve Arrington like not too long ago. Get out of here. He still lives there. Can you oh, break shit. down the difference between Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland, Dayton? Yes. <laughs> What's the differences? Well, Cleveland's five hours away from us, so it's a completely different. We're we're the we're at the southern tip of Ohio. Yeah. Cleveland's at the most northern tip. You're yeah. kind of closer so, to Kentucky, right? Yeah. We are. Our airport's in Kentucky, so it's you on the border. You have a slight Kentucky. country. Yeah. You have a slight country accent. Like, accent. Yeah, for sure. Cause uh, it's uh. I don't get it. It's the Mason Dixon. You don't line. hear that. You don't hear that. I don't that. hear nah, the southern. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I say, I say, y'all a lot. Ah, that's kind of a new thing, Pace. You know, <laughs> he has a kind of a draw, like you yeah. know, like don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. You don't hear it. No, it's the, it's the Mason Dixon line. That's why. Yeah, yeah. It's the, so if you, I always, hear it, I always tell people this story. If you were black and you were a slave and you were escaping, you got to Cincinnati and you was free. So think about all the black people that are there. Mm. They're like, we made it, and then they just stayed. <laughs> I don't hear that. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the mentality. You cross oh, the yeah, river. Yeah. You cross the river. You made it to Cincinnati. You free. You ain't, wow. trying, you ain't trying to go nowhere else. You trying to go nowhere else. We made it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Damn. so like, so Cincinnati's a little what? Do you think it's more a little more? It's co- a little more country. It's southern. Yeah, it's southern. but it's still a metropolis. It was like in the history of it. It was like a big. It was like a big port town because it's on the river. Mm-hmm. So the, it's a tributary of the Ohio River. It's like a tributary of the Mississippi River. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the like uh, steamboats and shit would come through. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. like a port town. So it was like one of the biggest cities in America till like the late 1800s. And then Columbus would be like what, like a like a like a university it's school like, town. It's Ohio State. Yeah. And now I think it's the biggest city, but the Cincinnati metropolitan area I think is like three million people, because it's also Indi- It's on a it's on the corner of Indiana too. So mm-hmm. it's Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. I just thought I always thought like uh, Columbus, Ohio. I would just get those gigs for like university and right. college gigs. Yeah. So it was like a college, college city. Right. Well, we have we are college city too. Is University of Cincinnati. And but you guys University. have sports teams though. We do. Columbus Kansas. does not. The Reds. The Reds and the Cincinnati's Bengals. Cincinnati's and the Bengals. Yeah. And they have a large following. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Man. I mean, the Natty's dope, man. This is a dope town. It's slept on. He said. He said. Are the Bengals any good? They haven't been nah. good since. I think it's been, it's been a while. Right? Was it Ocho, Ocho, Ocho Cinco? <laughs> you fucking. Oh, they they, they were as high good then, though. They wasn't good then either. They had Palmer Yo, in there. Son, I know. Yo, I know <laughs> Boomer Sison. So I picture those levels. I feel like we in the red. Oh yeah, yeah. That's because uh, Cricket loves to hear. Just <laughs> we lower it down later on. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, nah, they have Ocho Cinco. production on right Yeah, Stop producing No, they have Chad Johnson. <laughs> uh, he was they, good. But they sucked when they had Ocho Cinco. No, they were gone. No. 
Okay. Shout out hype, to, you see him trying to hype it up, and he's like, shout, nah. Shout out to Marvin Lewis, though. He's one of the only black coaches in the NFL for a long time. Oh, there you go. I just heard it. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, just heard it now. Small, <laughs> just, so then break down Cleveland. I always want to know Cleveland. I don't know shit about Cleveland, and I, don't, I <laughs> really? will never talk about Cleveland because I'll end up shitting on Cleveland, and I don't want to shit on Cleveland. Okay. But I don't fuck with Cleveland. How far is Louisville? Let's play like that. How, how long is uh, how far is Louisville from? Uh, from it's, an, it's an hour. Yeah, and Muhammad Ali's from Louisville. Yeah. yeah. So it's he's a, the t- Our town is as crazy. There's so many people from there. Fucking L.A. Reed, Babyface from there. Wow. Um. Uh, who, man, so many people from Cincinnati. You seem shocked, never. No, I thought there was. From, well, I thought there was some um, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, exactly. Nah, they, they left just went south. Yeah, yeah, uh, they left. I mean, you have to leave. That's the thing. You got to. So leave. Everybody leaves. See, you're trying Ross to do something. You got to leave. Rock left. Ross one left. If you want to move <laughs> on to bigger and better yeah, things, you, you have to leave. leave. A lot of people from there, man. Um, Jerry Springer. We can stop now. We can stop. We yeah. got Jerry After Springer. Jerry, right. <laughs> nah, listen. Nah, <laughs> but yo, Jerry Springer's like a serious person. Y'all don't know that. Wasn't he like the mayor or he was the mayor? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he he hit all what was that show about? Where, how do you go from mayor to that? Yo, yo, trailer I, trash fights. I'll tell you how. I'll tell you uh, how. Yeah, break it down. So his show started local, it started in Cincinnati first. We probably it was wasn't a, it was a serious ass show. It was like Phil Donahue. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of years, they were like, yo, if you don't start, if you don't change this shit, we're going to go off the air. And he was like, all right, fuck it. Wow. So that's, they went in the other direction. In, he went in Steve. And, and then he went in syndication, <laughs> and then it became what it became. But he was a serious-ass journalist before that. He was yeah. that, he was the nightly news anchor on the, on the news my whole childhood. What was the shit that he used to do at the end of the show where he just broke it all down? Yeah, yeah. Everybody on the stage and the last word. Trying to get all serious. Yeah, yeah. The last word. But he was the mayor of Cincinnati, and he he had a scandal. He got caught with a prostitute because he wrote her a check. (laughs) Shit, (laughs) I didn't know about that. Yeah. So that he had already kind of sullied his name, and then he just was like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna chill with this politics, and I'm gonna just be a journalist because I think he had a journalism degree or something." Mm -hmm. So he just went and did the news. And then from that, he got a TV show. So he fell back after that scandal and then yeah. came back with the show. Yep. Wow. So he, he had already been embarrassed once. So he just like, he was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was like, you know? have nothing to lose. Yeah, basically. I, I know way too much about Cincinnati right now. I'm going to tell you everything. I got a ride for the town. Did you know Ken Griffey Jr. growing up? No, but I did used to um, mow Ken Griffey Sr.'s lawn. <laughs> You see, this is great. <laughs> Pay shot, bro. Everyone's all hyped about his production his DJ, which is great. But this is the great oh, shit. Man. Yeah. Damn, man. This motherfucker's bragging about the, the lawns he's mowed. They, live, they, they, live, they live down the street from me. Yo, my name drop game is strong. Don't test me. <laughs> Wait, so you don't know shit about Cleveland. The only thing I know is nah. what? Bone Thugs and Harmony are from there, right? People, people, <laughs> yeah. I, that's, yeah. People, people always be like, yo, you from Cincinnati. What's up with Cleveland? I'm like, man, I don't know shit about Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know shit about Cleveland. Cleveland ain't got nothing to do with us. Okay, so Dayton. I know about Dayton. What's Dayton? Dayton's popping. Dayton's what? Popping? Popping. Dave okay. Chappelle lives there. Dave Chappelle rides for Dayton really, really hard. My dad, my dad lives. Is it like upscale up there? No, like, no, no, he lives no, in a no, farm, bro. No, no. Dayton's, no? Dayton's the opposite of upscale. Is it like a Colorado thing, or is it just it's like hood all natural? It's hood as fuck. It's hood as fuck. That's like, like you said before, um, Zap, um, Roger yeah, Zap, Roger, the yeah. whole family's from yeah. that. My dad, my dad lives in between. He lives more closer to Dayton than he does Cincinnati. He lives in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Dane sounds like a hood ass city. It's hood as fuck, right? It's hood as fuck, but it's dope. It's like a dope, dope little Rob Deerdick from Dayton. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Damn, Ohio gave us some good shit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Gave us Steven Steven Spielberg's from Cincinnati. He went to my high school. 
Damn. Oh, wow. Who else? Keep going, bro. Okay. Give me another five drops. Cincinnati paying you for this. I mean, I get yo. Cincinnati's dope, man. People are starting to start traveling. It's, it's, a, slept, it's a slept on place for sure. Like you would never go there. That's the thing. Yeah. Nobody would ever go there for anything. Sandy Colfax went to. What's there? It's fucking tight. What's the fucking food out there? Is chili. Food? chili, 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 spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. it's chili. Chili spaghetti. Yeah, that's fucking nasty, bro. Nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows up. What did they do? Cheese on it. Yeah, cheese and onions and oh mustard and shit. It sounds like sounds like some Midwest shit. Yeah. It's three a.m. food. It's three a.m. food. <laughs> Sandy Colfax went to University. Of I don't know, man. Yeah. Any city where chili spaghetti is there, fucking shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's actually not it. You want to know it's fucked up, and you're gonna trip out about this. The famous food is called a Coney Island. What is it? It's called a Coney Island. What is it? Though? So what is it? It's that? a cheese Coney, which is it's a hot dog with chili on top. Yeah. And cheese and onions and mustard. And that's your shit. Man, yeah, that's borderline. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I got some <laughs> shit there, but y'all ain't got no food over there. <laughs> nah, we don't. It's like German as fuck, like German food and shit. So you're in Miami now, though. In Miami. You, now. how long you been in Miami now? Pushing seven years, maybe six years. I think the last time I saw you was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah, Dizza. With Dizza. Shout, shout out to Dizza. Shout out to Dizza. Yeah, yeah. I gotta have him on here. We, we, yeah, we got definitely. We're we actually we win. we trying to make a trip to Miami. Yeah. Maybe in November. That guy's the best. Yeah. He has That's my dog. Word. Yes, Doe Party, Peach yeah. Fuzz, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. Raul is out there. Shout Raul, to Raul. Shout to Ra- yeah, Raul just Raul. moved my car yeah. for the hurricane. Oh, did he? Yesterday, oh, yeah. shout out to Raul. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. love you. <laughs> the hurricane is coming. <laughs> Some in. good people's out in Miami. Uh, Dizza, Raul, yeah. uh, and shout out to Andrew. Uh, yep. Yeah, the Andrew's that uh, skate yeah, shop yeah. that yeah. Uh, Dizza opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I buy their tees regularly. Me yeah. too. I they sent you the little tray. Yo, they dope. Yeah, yeah. They got a really good thing going on. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. So proud of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. of this shit. So and proud of them. It's real organic too. It's real authentic. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love it. Very I watched smart. them do it too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, y'all killing it. I know he's doing a lot of work. It's I'm not lo- easy. Lo- low key, I only wear Andrew. Yeah. Like, for real. Like that's fucking like 50 percent of my wardrobe. That's funny. I have a bunch of shirts I couldn't wear because I I've been trying to lose weight, so now that I yeah. lost some weight, I could wear them now. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happened to me. I just yeah. lo- I just lost forty pounds. Same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you look wild, like yeah. fit today. I lost forty pounds. Well, up. how'd you lose that shit? <sighs> Diet and exercise. Diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. I moved to the beach. I moved to the beach. That's what happened. You were running on the beach. I moved. To, yeah, I run on the beach. I moved to the beach, and then when you move to the beach, you realize you gotta have your shirt off a lot, and it's like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotta get hit out of Pause, but his his tan looks great. <laughs> hey yo, that's what yeah, hey, that's, I said. The pause. I get the pause. Hey man, hit yeah, that. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's 2019, man. You gotta, you know. Exactly, man. Yeah. So you're in Miami. I know you DJ. You DJ mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. And then during this whole time, have you been like DJing off and on or like? Nah, was, no. I've been DJing on and on and on and on, 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 on since yeah. like. Since 2001, probably. So you were spending in New York? Cincinnati, New York, L.A. I went from Cincinnati to Boston, Atlanta. Uh, well, I was in eight, Atlanta first, actually. Atlanta, Boston, New York, mm-hmm. uh, then L.A., and now Miami. Miami's like, I feel like I'm really feeling the direction that all the music's going in Miami right now. Like the local artists and local shit? Just the fact that, like... It's very like all the Caribbean sounds and all the oh, African yeah, sounds yeah. are like put together mm-hmm. yep. in one city. Yep. And it's one of the few cities where you could do Afrobeats for 20 minutes. You could do mm-hmm. reggae for like 20 minutes. You could do reggaeton. You know why? Yeah. Because there's no white people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
they're all in Orlando, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. It's like yeah. one of my favorite cities when I go there. Yeah. It's like you play, you play a lot of Latin. Yep. You play a lot of Latin. You mm-hmm. can play a lot of a Caribbean. You Man, can play Afrobeat. I play like fifty you percent know? reggaeton every night. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah, it's tight. Mm. Uh, to me, reggaeton is like, I've said it before, man. It's like, it, it just has all the melodies that I wish R&B had yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Just those Do you get memorable joints. Yeah. Do you get confused Bunny. for being Dominican? Or all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, knows, nobody knows what I am. What are you? And hey, y'all don't know what I am because you can't see me because I got a mask <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he looks Dominican. He looks Dominican, probably Puerto Rican a little bit, but more so Dominican. But what, yeah. what is your background? I'm just basic ass black. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw a picture of him, I thought he was Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, check this out. My dad did my DNA uh, relatively recently, probably in the last six months or so. And uh, he found out my great-grandfather on my mother's side immigrated to, I think, St. Thomas from mm. India. So I am Indian, actually. See? I got you. Patrick Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Johnson sounds like a real dude, too, from... Uh, from Cincinnati. Patrick Vaughn Johnson. <laughs> See? So when you're in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, I'm, I'm sure you're, de- what spots are you DJing at? Uh, basement, live a little bit, not as much lately, but um, mm-hmm. just Soul House. Uh, I DJ in Wynwood a lot at because uh, Wynwood's kind of like where all the action is right now. Wynwood mm-hmm. is like the downtown area? It's not it? downtown. It's a little bit north of downtown, but it's the arts district. Yeah, the arts district. It's where all the young people go party on it's, the weekend. There's been all types of development going on mm-hmm. there. They built that new museum kind of, right? Yep. There's all kinds of shit going on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's like right next to the design district, too, so it's just... It's been the more popping area. South, it's more popping. Yeah, the yeah. beach is like not that popping, so Wynwood's kind of like... Well, people want to get away from... The, like the South Beach... South Beach is kind of like the Las Vegas Strip. Like people, yeah. people like want to get away from the it. There's there. still, yeah, yeah. there's still a few clubs, but it's not like it's it was only like live, ten years live ago. Live in basement, maybe. Nah, basement even on the other side, actually. That's right? like Mid Beach, but South Beach, there's there's like Studio Twenty Three, uh, Wall, Rockwell, Wall, wall yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Cameo still open. Mm-hmm. Is Cameo it? still wow. open? I yeah. think so. Damn, they still have a run on an urban know. on an urban tip. Uh, okay. What happened? <laughs> Mansion got closed. Mansion's closed. Yeah, that's where I live, though. I live right down there. Okay, cool. Right by the Jerry Deli. Mm-hmm. So then, how do how do you how do you spend your time with production? Because I know you do a lot of production. I mean, a lot of production. All day, right? every day. All day, every day. Oh, that's all I do. Because I remember when I was making beats and I was producing, it was mm-hmm. hard for me to do to DJ and do both. Oh, it's not hard for me. <clears throat> it's not. I DJ probably two, three days a week. So That's pretty active. It's not crazy. It was so hard for me because the frame of, because the the frame of mind that I had when I was making beats mm-hmm. is that when I was making music, I wanted to be really original and different. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about that. You don't. No. And then when I was DJing, I felt like I was doing the opposite. I was really feeding into like the crowd, mm-hmm. and then I started hating. I started like hating if I was too focused on production. I started hating. D- I hated the DJ mm-hmm. because it DJ. took me to a different mind state of people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And then when I wanted to make beats, it's like I felt like I was trying. Like, what am I making? I'm not making beats for myself now. I'm, I'm trying to do like you still doing. Trying I'm trying to, to do DJ. People. I'm trying to make something for the club now, yeah. and it just like it, I didn't. I, it didn't mix, and I ended up just not doing it mm-hmm. because I, I I would get really frustrated. I started to hate the crowds that I was DJing for. That sucks. Yeah. That's kind of the worst when you resent the crowd. Uh, that's the worst situation any DJ can be in when yeah. they're like, not eye to eye with people. the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, that's that's kind of why I prefer not to leave Miami. 
because I'm always with the crowd every single time. Like, every single time. Patience, do you, is there any type of music these days that inspires you or? Yeah. What is it? Um, every, production. That, everything, man. Honestly, I try to take, I've been listening to a lot of like fucking like records from the 20s. Okay. Like 1920s? Yeah, like wow. just like but none I, I'm really into jazz. So like I mean a lot of your beats I mean it's jazz very jazz influence. influence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm really into jazz. Um but does anything from the current time now does that inspire you to make you Yeah, I love I, I, the new production techniques and the way that uh the new music sounds. I think it's amazing and um, like 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 who? Like what? Yeah. Man, like for anybody. I mean pick them like Fucking does mustard inspire you? Yeah, mustard, the Diplos, the fucking Southsides, TM eighty eight, on Frank Dukes, fucking Lewis Bell, like anything that's on the top twenty of the Billboard charts is. I'm like, yo, it's just dope. Have you noticed in production recently? Everyone's. It sounds like they're trying to break away from the four bar, four meter thing. Does that make sense? I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. As a DJ, it can get frustrating mm -hmm. because. I, I, I definitely try to do that. It's like if, if four bars go by and nothing changes, I'm bored. Mm. So, so I'm saying like so like for example, there's like a couple Tiger records that just yeah. were chaotic. Right. You didn't know how long the choruses were. Like because which ones? Uh, what was Swish? it? Uh, I feel like Tiger's records are pretty. No, the Swish, Swish was, was a little weird. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I, never, I don't think I really played Swish that much. Uh, there's Ross even some. There's some Swish, Drake man. records that are like. Drake records are weird. And my feelings, weird. and my feelings is a weird record. Is it? It was sound. Yeah, it, it, was it, a, it still it, follows a four, yeah. four meter. What is it? Four meter, right? Yeah, four bars. Four, four bars. bars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of switching, and then the sound like they didn't master. It was just it short. Yeah. No, no. I mean that's the but, production we're talking about. Like all of a sudden, the beginning of the record, like how it starts off. Like a beat will start into four bars, uh -huh. and usually he'll start rapping. Then it'll go for like another two bars, and he'll just come out of nowhere and rap, mm -hmm. and then he'll cut off his verse. One bar and the chorus will start, right? It's a, and I'm wondering if it's like, if they're trying to get some type of spontaneous reaction or ca catch you off guard, or I don't know if it was like a trend to produce like that or make these songs like this. Do you know what I mean? There's a couple of on that record. There's a few different producers, I think. So I think they're probably passing it back and forth. Yeah, and just doing each other's changes, maybe. And then maybe the engineer had a hand in it. But I was hand. also I was also wondering if these. If these producers just stop, I, like I didn't understand it because I kind of missed, and that's why I kind of like reggaeton because it really does follow right the four bars, the pattern, mm -hmm. yeah, and it layers a lot of the music, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, the, those the Latin producers are really kind of more musically on point. I feel like a lot of them probably grew up playing guitar or some shit. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like a different approach to a lot of uh, like American guys, like the rap guys. A lot of the American rap guys probably didn't grow up playing instruments. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, mm -hmm. like, the Latin dudes, they probably grew up playing piano or guitar or something. And you can hear it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I can kind of hear it a little bit. Or, or, or if you hear it, you're like, and then you hear later, like, oh, that dude's a piano player. Like, oh, that makes sense. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so, so you, you're good at, I mean, obviously, you're, good, you're better than I am, but you're, like, you're, you're good at juggling the DJing and producing and stuff like that. May, I wish. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. So like I always feel like I'm lost. Really? Always. Yeah. So like a lot of the stuff that we were talking about this earlier that mm -hmm. you're you're constantly working, you're mm -hmm. you're reworking songs and you're producing stuff. Mm -hmm. And you you know, you're on Rock Nation, you're working with
bigger artists. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell who you're working with, but <laughs> I can imagine who you're working with. Right. Uh, and then you you were kind of explaining that, you know, like uh, you you'll sell like you know a, a few beats to like a, a big artist, mm-hmm. and they'll you'll they'll never release it. They'll just. I mean, I don't know if they'll never release it. I only been with Rock like a year, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've done is just yet to be released. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's not going to be released. It just means it hasn't been released yet. So, but like a, a big artist, like uh, who's some like let's just put out Jay Z, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jay Z is out there, mm-hmm. and we know like Rihanna's working on an album. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a rumor that Rihanna has like 160 songs. So yeah, yeah. something crazy, right? Something I mean, else. she probably she. I don't think she has that. I mean, I have no idea, but um, she definitely. I know she buys a lot of records. Yeah. So Jay Z too. A lot of them, Meek, like all of the, all of the big like top tier artists, they buy a lot of records, and a lot of times they just buy records so other people can't have them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. I mean, I think that in my in my brain it makes sense that way. Yeah. But yeah, if you're that level, your shit has to be top notch at all the time, all times. So you're gonna just play the quantity game, mm-hmm. you know, and then. You, I mean, Outkast used to do it back in the day too. You make a hundred records and you pick the best ten ones, mm-hmm. and you got a really banging ass record. That's why those records, are so, those albums are so good. Right, right. Because they worked hard as fuck on them, and there's probably like ninety songs that we haven't heard. So it's the same yeah. thing with a Beyonce or a Jay Z or 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 any 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 top artist that you can think of. They yeah, probably have they, hundreds they, of records because yeah. they could hear the potential in the record, or they yeah. could hear the potential in the beat, and they could be like, "This mm-hmm. is dope." I can't come up with nothing right now, but right. I don't want no one else to have it. Right. right. I, I'm gonna come. I'll, I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah. So in the meantime, ain't nobody else gonna figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I so mean, shit. If honestly. I do this shit too. You know, I I make beats sometimes where I'm like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't giving this to nobody. Fire. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping this shit for myself. What does that mean for yourself? What are you going to do? I mean, I'm going to keep it to do a, on a project that I want to put it on. I'm going to mm. save it for the right artist. How many of those do you save? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you a lot. problem that you save like a lot. nine out of ten? <laughs> I mean, I, I work in folders now, so it's like I put shit in a folder, and then it's like I put shit in a folder that I really don't want nobody to buy, but just in case. The right person, you know. The right person comes along. Yeah. You want to throw to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, say, like, I might make something for, with somebody specifically in mind, and then put it in a fold. Like, I'll have like a 2019 Beats folder. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That I'll send out to shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I hope fucking, you know, a boogie with the hoodie don't pick this record because <laughs> I'm saving the first, you know. <laughs> right. Some, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> but shit, if they got the bag, then, you know, they can have it. They can have they it. Can have it. But uh, it might be like, damn, I really wish that was a Meek record. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, it'll right. be like that. Mm-hmm. So you, when, you, when motherfuckers buy your beats, mm-hmm. do you, are you part of the process of making the song at all after that? I hope so. But an artist can just yeah, get it sure. mastered and, and, and you won't even hear it till it, it releases? That's happening right now. Wow. Damn. That's, happening right. That's actually happening right Is now. Is that scary? It's like a roulette. Depends on the artist. Do you still get credit for the record? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't know what's going to come out. But well, yeah. what gives them the right to just do whatever the fuck well, they want? And If they bought it. But you still get publishing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird process, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like playing yeah. roulette. My, my, my shit says like, yo, this shit's produced by me. Like my, when you sign a contract to, sign, to buy the shit, yeah. it's like, this shit's produced by me. I don't give a fuck if Kanye comes in and says, I don't like that clap. This shit's produced by me. Cause that shit happens. 
talk about a pace. So they changed, they rearranged the tracks. They changed maybe some of the, they like might, the drum samples. They might not do shit. They might just be in a room when you when it's getting mixed. And then they'll add their name on it. Yeah, because they got leverage. Mm. That happens all the time. I have a quick question. And while being in Miami, do you collaborate with other Not Kanye specifically. I'm just using him as an yeah, example. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got it. We got it. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. <laughs> while being in Miami, do you collaborate? I can't believe Kanye did that to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Damn. Fuck, fuck, Kanye, fuck Kanye, man. I'm 100% sure, he's done. I'm 100% sure he's done it to somebody else, though. Of course. Yeah. Uh, while being in Miami, do you work with any, like, up in, like the producers down there, like, vinyls and stuff like that? I don't know him, nah, but I'm working with some producers in Miami for sure. Okay, cool. Miami's, yo, Miami's deep. Miami got a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. Yo, y'all know about Rob Banks? No, I've heard no. of him. You know about Rob Banks? Peter knows. Yo, man. Peter knows about the food and Rob Banks. Yo, <laughs> Rob Banks is fire. Uh, Denzel Curry. Yeah, Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry, I've heard of him. Yeah. Denzel, yo, Miami's like, low key, like South Florida is like the hot spot. Everybody trying to sign rappers from South Florida right now. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of the yeah. new artists came from there. Little Pump mm -hmm. X, X, yeah, yeah. X yeah. is like the biggest shit in South Florida. Is it who's a uh, what's his name? Uh, Lil Pump, uh, not Slum God, the other dude. I don't even talk about Smoke, smoke Purp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke yeah, yeah from all there them. too. Yeah, all of them. Trippy Red. No, Trippy Trippy Red's from Ohio. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, Another name drop. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are playing the road podcast bingo at this point, <laughs> you might have won. <laughs> so. I mean, with with all this the production that you're doing, mm -hmm. and uh, and like motherfuckers buying beats and everything, mm -hmm. in in the next year or so, do you hope to have some of these released? Or, or <laughs> kind of hope so, man. Yeah. Uh, how, many, how many? How <laughs> many? How many? We looking at that? That they're like right there, like ready to. How many? Yeah. How many beats or how many songs you ready? Probably like, not that many. Probably like. Four or five. Four, but like four or five good ones. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have a good feeling about them. I got a good feeling about probably two. Okay. And the other ones, I'm just like, And do okay. you have control of the final cut? No, or no? I don't know. No, I haven't been there yet. So I haven't crazy. crossed that finish line. Bro, I'm telling you, it's like a roulette. Mm. That's so like nuts. He's playing roulette and then see whatever, the, if it clicks or not. I just think yeah. it's crazy that, like, you know, you could be working with an artist, and you're not even working with them. You give them a beat, mm -hmm. and then, you know, like just to be in that room. I mean, I've, there's so there's been situations where it's like both, where it's like, Cause don't you you're not you're not in a room with the artist at all. You'll never yeah. meet them, no, no nothing. But don't you no. feel like if you were in a room, you could just produce the song a little bit better. You can help yep. write the song a little yep. bit better. And yep. like, yep. And I've, like I've, I've learned a lot about myself as a writer in these past like three six months. Like I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about my limitations. I've learned a lot about my strengths. Yeah. Just from being How in so? just from being in the rooms with certain people and the right people. They're like I mean I've been I've been doing this for a minute like songwriting producing, and I've been lucky lucky to work with like a lot of great talented people like really like really strong talent. Cause you can be in a room with a really great songwriter mm -hmm. and they can just fix anything pretty much right. For sure I got and I got my go tos to fix shit. That's so crazy. Cause I write I write a lot of shit and it like ain't quite there, mm -hmm. and I'll just mm -hmm. like yo can you come fix this like I, it's, I feel like the idea is good but like the melody ain't that good or like. This these three lines ain't that good. Can you come in and they'll come in and just be like, "What you need to do is this," and then you know they just they just right. get it. I was working with this dude. Shout out to Fast Life. I'm working, with, I'm trying to work with this dude, Fast Life, and I, I ain't never seen nobody work like this dude. Really? I was in the studio with him the other day. Shout out to Fast Life. And I was we. I've been trying to get with him all week because he lives in Atlanta and he was in Miami just for the week. And uh, 
I was trying to get him one all week. I was sending him beats. He was like, yo, I like this one. I like this one. He's like, I'm going to knock this out tomorrow. I'm like, cool. And we was in one day, and we didn't get to it. And I was like, yo, I'm going to come in early tomorrow. We're going to knock this out. So I was like, I'm going to come in at 10. And I hit him at like 9.30, like, yo, I'm going to come through. And he didn't text me back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just go up there. So I ended up getting there around 11. I walk in, and wasn't nobody at the studio except him. He had done like two songs already. Wow. And then I was in there all day. I ended up having another session with some other people in, in the B room. That motherfucker knocked out like seven songs in a day. Damn. And they was all fire. Wow. And they were all banging. Like like radio hits. <laughs> like it's it's you know what I'm saying? It's weird when you meet like a songwriter because writing a song is like incredibly hard, right? It's, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. A good songwriter approaches it almost like a broken sink. And like a plumber going. I think some people just have their formulas. Hey, that's what I'm saying. But it's like yeah. these writers are so talented. Yeah. Like we see it as like this really like this creative process that's like insane. Like we have to go to a deep place. They're so good at writing that they approach it like, oh yeah, you know the faucet. There's there's yeah. something wrong in the in the faucet. Yeah. So you just need to change this out and, exactly. and put that in. Yeah. All of a sudden he became from like the UK. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, but I'm saying no, I feel so you. But you that's know, that's how it happens. They just hear the beat and they're like, they're like, nah, go to the next one. Nah, go to the next one. Oh yeah, and then they just start vibing out, and then it's just like, all right. And then just I know how this thing. goes. Yeah. yeah, like I know how this I know how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And then you know, it's just like I just watch them work, and I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, and just being in the rooms with those people, yeah, is great, and it, it's informed me so much. I learned so much just from watching these people work. So you, with your songwriting background. With your rap, you know, mm-hmm. with your, with your uh, kind of history rapping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When you're making a beat, it, everything starts with the beat, right? Nah, sometimes no? it doesn't. Sometimes it starts. So what I wanted to ask you was this, was that are you writing the melodies and the, and the lyrics for songs and then building the beat around it? Are there sometimes just beats alone or are there it's sometimes never, melodies alone? It's never the same. Like I had an idea for a song. I usually get my ideas for songs like. And either when I'm sleeping and dreaming or I'm in the shower or I'm driving. Like, those three places, that's it. Occasionally, randomly, just during the day. Or, like, having a conversation with somebody. Like, oh, that's a good idea for a song. Let me write that down. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's sleeping, shower, or driving. And I woke up the other day, and I was like, yo, I got to do this song. And I had the idea for it. And I was like, this is a fucking song. And I went to, like, lay down the melody. Because, luckily, studio's in my house. So I went to lay it down. I was like, I'm going to do the beat first. But I did the beat with with the song already in my head. So I just I, was, I just laid like a little skeleton beat down so I could lay the melody down. Right, right. And then I laid the melody down and I, I did the music on top of the vocal part. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I basically did the drums to re- as a metronome just so I had a rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then once I had the drums down, I did the vocal part. And then I built the music around the vocal. And, and then usually like you'll sing that shit or you'll yeah. hum it? Yeah, auto-tune. Auto, oh wow! Yeah. So you know, because I was gonna ask if you hire like, nah, just so it don't sound like shit. And then sometimes, and if it's if it's you know, these are just demos though. So it, if it's really good, then I'll get a singer to come to do like it. a reference track. Yeah. So that if mm-hmm. you give it to like yeah. uh, I don't know, like but a most big of the artist, time, right? but most of the time, the singers that I hire are also writers. So I have it's not even just a reference track. It's like come and help me fix this. Mm, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. like I'm not so, and sometimes like I won't finish the lyrics, so it, it'll just be like a vocal part it's like so, can you finish can you help me finish that i don't know how you can dj and do all of this it seems like uh because djing is kind of the back burner interesting you know, it's kind of taking a back seat a little bit yeah, yeah. 
I mean, obviously, it's taking a little bit of a backseat, but I just think the frame of mind is so different. Isn't it like a, I don't know. It has nothing to do with it, but it helps. It informs you. For what I'm doing, it informs me making the music. Because at the end of the day, I'm making what's club working. records. I'm making club records. I got it. You so know? you're seeing what's working, for sure. what the vibes are. Give you, give you are. ideas. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. When you get yep. in the studio, you get an idea of what to mm-hmm. come out with. Like, or I already to. know. Or it's like, I need more records like this. So let me make five of these. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's funny that like around last year, we were like, yo, th- you know, there needs to be more 100 BPM songs. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, this like in the past I made year. Three, I made three of them last week. Must have gave you a whole album, bro. And then, yeah, yeah, now there's nothing but 100 BPM songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more 80s. Like 80. 80s popping right now. Yeah. 80s popping. Everything in yeah. 80 sounds really good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Everything. Yeah. From, uh, what, do you, what do you call Plain Jane. Plain Jane. Yeah. No Limit. No yep. Limit. Uh-huh. Uh, even, even that uh, Mob, Meg The Stallion Mob joint. Ties. Mob Ties. Yeah. Non-stop a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Even that Meg The Stallion joint with Juicy J. That mm-hmm. just hits the, hard. Yeah. Back It Up. Yeah. Cardi B. And yep. uh, Cardi they still have like a bunch of the classics that are in that. OT Genesis, Everybody Mad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That joint. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like snap music. Like yeah, like yeah. the young jock started from the bottom. Snap yeah. music is like the high seventies, like seventy, like seventy to seventy-eight. Wherever Laffy Taffy's at, that's the best. Yeah, seventy-eight, yeah, yeah. yeah. seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. It's fucking sad that we know that. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you, can do, you can do a whole set just yeah. knowing that fucking BPM. Yeah. How do you feel about the way uh, America is approaching hip hop music and everything right now? What you mean? I just feel like the way America approaches hip hop is very disposable. Sure, a lot, a lot of it's microwave. It's microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing? Are you like working with? Are you seeing a trend with younger artists and them not? You know, like man, it's funny. I just had this conversation earlier today. Really? Yeah. There's this young artist. I'm not working with her, but I want to work with her. And uh, she's so dope, man. She's so dope. And she's she's too talented to be making the kind of music she's making. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say her name or nothing like that. Yeah, Can yeah. you tell us off air, please? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know her. <laughs> yeah. I'm she, thinking of names. I'm just like. Yeah, she's too. You, I don't think you would know her. She's like new. But uh, she's too talented to be making the kind of music she's making. And my mind frame, because I'm in a position it's like, man, I need to make this girl a hit record. You know what I mean? But I don't have any hit records yet. So I'm like, how do I make My mind frame is like, I need to make this girl a hit record, and she's going to be my first hit record. You know is, what I'm saying? Is, that, is, is a dream of, like, I would say, that is the dream of a producer to work with one really great artist and develop them and mm. do a whole album? Is that something you would want to do, or you think it would At be like? At some point I would, yeah. It would be boring. It's like a Timberland kind of. Nah, it just depends on the artist too. It depends on if you like working with them, if you got the right chemistry. You know what I'm saying? When was the last time we saw artists like that that worked with a producer for one? Drake, album? Drake and Noah. Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say. I uh, mean, Timberland. <laughs> like I would say um, um Jay Z um full forty four. He worked in um. Oh, no, no ID. ID. No that's ID. Right. That yeah. Was yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way to go. You uh, really, I, I, I'm I was not thinking mad at that. Huh? I'm not mad at that, but then you got the producer records too, like where they just work with the artists that they want to work with. I wouldn't even say Drake that much because Drake works with a lot of, a lot of different. No, I was thinking yeah, he does before he's got his he's he's got his hand he's executive producer. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think he's meant like found an artist and kind of built off of it. That you mean like some like. some guru premiere shit? Oh, well, I mean, I guess you know <laughs> to I where got, the sound is just complete. I mean, Mustard exactly. did it with um, 
song. LA, um, LMA. LMA. LMA, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the problem is this, is that when you have a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. It, I think nowadays and there's no A&R, right? Just, so the, yeah. So the rapper is envisioning the album. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing it from a rapper's point of view and For not sure. a, pro- uh, a mm-hmm. producer's musical point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have a bunch of albums that are hit are, or miss. It's also a streaking world. I too, don't think they touch. What like they don't touch us like 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 a like a musician like a producer. If they were put a producer was putting the album together, yeah. mm-hmm. they wouldn't know like the moods and the sounds that it's like they got a motherfucker like, won't want to hear. They got mm-hmm. like 20 tracks with like 15 producers on the album. Because you got to like admit from a rapper point of view, you're all, I mean, you want the music to be dope, mm-hmm. but you want to come off. You want, you want your lyrics to sound, you want your mm-hmm. lyrics to be dope. You want like a, in hooks is like, it's not even about a catchy hook. It's sometimes it's just about like, yo, I snapped on that verse. Like this verse was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the producer is really looking at every like, yo, this we're we're missing this song. It, this sounds redundant. Right. We need to change this up. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's missing. Like like, like, when, like a gangster, like a premiere and Google. Yeah, yeah. Well, like when you have one, when you're working with one producer, they're kind of like, I think they're setting the pace. Yeah, I think they're setting. Pun intended. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like building the 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 tracks on the railroad, mm-hmm. and I think the the rapper or the whatever the artist is the train. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah. they're they're moving their music and the crowd and everything along on those tracks. Mm-hmm. But I think you need the producer. That's why I think all most of the greatest albums that we've heard in hip hop are when there's like one producer. That's and one group just working together on that one 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 joint. Yeah, I could see that. But I was wondering, from your point of view, mm-hmm. is that like a dream? Is that something that that would be like, yo, that's the ultimate thing to create an album and develop the artist? You know, I'm, I'm not there right now, but I feel like I I could probably get there. Yeah. I probably will be there in a few years. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's just about meeting that person and and really wanting to. Because I work with a lot of people where it was like, yo where you just click and it's just like yo me and this person i don't know if it's like spiritual or whatever it's like me and this person just click and we get we get it i know what they're missing i'm the person that's going to provide that missing link to make them take them to where they need to go yeah, yeah that's happened to me before a lot in my life and i sure i like to do that i like to produce an artist like that but uh, right now this is not where my head's at but it's a different game too i don't think i think with the streaming shit like the album is just like not a, it's a it's a dated concept a little bit I think so too. I don't. It's it, it's so funny because there's so many albums dropping. Mm-hmm. It really I don't know. Like I can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems okay. like, but it's like who? It's also who gives a shit? Like you don't you don't want to go out. And buy, you're not going out to buy the shit. You're not excited. Like yo, somebody's dropping this album and you like I'm gonna go to fucking Tower Records and buy this shit. Like that don't that whole those days are over with. That shit's over. Like it's it's on your phone and you're just like oh they just dropped a new album. Cool. You gonna listen to the whole shit? No. I do. You do? I still will listen to albums, bro. I don't. Top to bottom. How do, wait, how do, how do y'all listen to albums? I don't listen to albums. From track one to track Unless whatever. it's on vinyl. And I'm really? playing it, and I put it on, and I turn it over. So the streaming process ruins the experience for you? Maybe not. I just, my listening habits are like, they're just tuned that way. I don't also, I don't listen to music that much. Whatever he plays at the club, that's all he yeah, to. for the most part. Yeah, so like if it doesn't, if it hasn't blown up to get your attention, mm-hmm. it's not worth listening to almost, or Basically, it's not worth acknowledging. Right? If I ain't got to play it in the club, I just don't, I don't bother because I'm s- probably because I'm so busy making music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like 
either part of it is like not wanting to be influenced by other people. I mean, when I when I started rapping seriously, I stopped listening to rap. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to I don't want to come out sounding like Karis One. You know what I mean? Because I, I listen to a lot of Karis One. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like I you know if you're if you're making art. It needs to come from your voice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you're really tuning your voice, you at some point you need to tune out other voices because uh-huh. you, cause you're going to soak that shit in and it's going to affect you. And that might be a good thing, but just for me, it's just like my creation process is just like, I, in theory, I'd like not to be affected by outside shit. So what do yeah. you drive to? Like, what do you cook? What do you clean to? Like the kind of music that I wouldn't make. Okay. You know, or stuff that I aspire to make that I know I'm probably going to never reach that virtuosic level of whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. you know what i mean and just be like give me something to aim for how, how, I mean? how do you how do you like how do you guys listen to music nowadays um i don't when i take a shower yeah listen, it depends what shower. time i listen to an album yeah, yeah when i'm in shower. the bathroom yeah. if, if it comes out at nine o'clock at night it usually it's like a 40 to 60 minute type of thing yeah, so yeah. you have an hour spare like a drake album or whatever i'll do that but if it's like a um was it snow like that I drove to yo <laughs> she's great I'm, I met her recently and I feel bad I'm gonna shout out Snow Allegra cause I met her and I was like yo what do you do I think I, I think I was drunk and I was trying to crack a joke and it just came out really bad <laughs> <laughs> cause I was we were, we were at, I was at a party with like a bunch of music people and I was like, let me guess, you make music. I was like, let me guess, you're a fucking singer or some shit or some shit like that. And yeah. they were like, yo, you don't know Snow? And I was like, nah, I was like, nice to meet you, whatever. But she just looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Indian guy. Yeah, but anyway, shout my, out to her. My album just dropped and it's the hottest shit in the street. It wasn't, it was like before that. But oh, anyway, okay. shout out to Snow Allegra. I'm, I just come off bad sometimes. My yeah. my bad. You're really tight. You're really talented. Yeah, like that. Like I drove to that. I, so it's different. That's a wasted apology. She's never watching this. I know. She <laughs> might. Don't, don't even worry about she that. might. You don't know. You I, never know. <laughs> but it was it was it was one of those situations where you're like, damn, I'm an asshole. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. I have a I have a lot of those situations. <laughs> yeah. that, that happens to me a lot. Man. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I mean I know it's, at least you know it though. You know yeah. what I'm saying. I, w- I was wondering how y'all listen to music because, like, you know, when I listen to music, I skim through it. Right. And I'll, I I'll, I'll see, and I'll be like, look, I'll say, all right, I, I, you know, I try to hear if I hear anything that catches me. You and listen it, to the club. You listen for the club. I don't even listen for the club. I, li- I listen for something that's, like, uh, outstanding or like, that I want to listen to. And here's the thing. If I really like a song, I, can, I will listen to that song for hours. Mm. I do so, that, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If Just I, on repeat. On repeat, so yeah. one of the last songs that I had on repeat would be, would have been the uh, Bad Bunny and Drake, M.I.A. Yo, that record is so tight. So at, when that was popping or when that came out, I was literally, like, I would fly to, you know, I don't know, L.A. or whatever, Miami. That, that record grew on me. I was like, when it first came out, I was like, this is fucking Drake. If you sing in Spanish now, dog, come yeah. on. But... I didn't take it seriously, and then one day I think I played it. I was like, "Let me play this Bad Bunny Drake record in the club," and the way the girls came alive, I was like, "Yo, I, I had this <laughs> I shit all this wrong, shit. bro." It's a banger. I had this shit all wrong, and that was like my favorite record to play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The last song I got stuck on was uh, "Let's Be Honest" by Georgia Smith. That's a mm-hmm. great record. I don't know if you guys heard it. I'm trying to think. I I, I, I work with, I work with her recently. Oh, Georgia oh. Smith, really? Name drop. Name drop. No, <laughs> <laughs> Not Ohio. She's in. Where's she in the UK? Yeah, she's in London. How hard is it to? 
Different time zone. It's not that bad, I guess. It's from email, Miami, right? It's called the email. No, we were. We actually. I was actually in the studio. Oh my oh, god! Shit. I so, knew you. Was she in Miami or you were in UK? Uh, we were in LA. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you're in Miami right now. Mm-hmm. You you you're gonna possibly move to LA because everything's probably in LA. We'll probably move to LA. Of course, yeah. can Ross you? lives in LA. If so I can, if, if I can, if I can pull it off, I don't know if I'm be able to. But I can pull it off where I can do both. I'll do that. Yeah, but, tough man. Uh, like Miami's become your new Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get out the pond, <laughs> You gotta get out of there. <laughs> nah, man, you gotta man. get out of Miami. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's so good. That's what good. you said when you were in Cincinnati, That's probably. True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's so good, though. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. But to all me. the artists are here. All the people are here, right? That's true. All and the opportunities LA. are here. That's yeah, true. I mean, in LA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the Rock Nation offices is in, in LA. LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lenny, as it's yeah. always in LA, you know. Gotta make the move, man. Got if you need a roommate, let me know, man. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> yeah, on the man. fence too, Pace. Possible. I might. I might. Vegas <laughs> Vegas has become my yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, we, we gotta get the pond. We gotta get cricket at the pond. Except I'm not big time here. I'm just like a, a regular yeah, dude. Yeah, he's here, like, just, you know, I wasn't big time. I'm not big time in Miami at all. I mean, I didn't start no scribble jam in fucking <laughs> no, Las yeah. Vegas. In Vegas. Maybe maybe you need to. <laughs> I don't know. You got you got the clothing you started, line. Though. You started new. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Things are not scribbled. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not there yet. We we're, the, we're the we, first DJ podcast. If we you didn't bring twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand no, people no, to a fucking city. You know what I mean? But we think <laughs> we have more than twenty five thousand plays. I'm just we'll see. We'll see. What's up? Not on this one though. Uh, <laughs> by the way, with all the name, with all the name dropping, he did. I was doing that for y'all. I was doing that for y'all. He mowed fucking King I was like, let me let me, let me drop the names for you. Know, right? See, and get some, get some, put put that shit in the description. Yeah, put some spicy know, ass right? shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can put all. We can like just list all tag all them people. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put hashtag Georgia Smith. I was having a conversation with my boy actually back home, and I was talking about name droppers, and he was like, "You do that shit all the time." I was like, "Do I?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Fuck it." You gotta you gotta put motherfuckers in check sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a time when uh I, I was damn I'm wondering if I should I'm wondering if I should blow up Moma's spot. Moma was like blowing up. Yeah. He was like working with Questlove. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it happens, man. Remember, happens. You were there. For I was the there. Dinner. Yeah, we was having dinner one night. And he was just like name dropping. Yeah. All these artists. Like, and we yeah. just told him like, yo, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Moma, the nicest fucking guy in the world. No, but we were just like, oh, here we go. Here yeah. he goes, this guy. Oh, yeah, you met oh, yeah. Mike, I, Michael Rappaport? Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. met this guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know what pictures at this, this uh, spot we was eating at? Yeah. Just like, yo. We was just like, and yo, he literally had a moment of like, I don't know, like self, self-reflection. He was just like, Wow, I'm like becoming that that yeah, guy. Yeah, and he yeah. Just, and he never did that again. Hey, you man. Know? Hey, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you like this. I'm from fucking Cincinnati. I ain't never thought I'd be in this situation. I'm name dropping yeah, yeah. every fucking body. <laughs> Taking advantage of it. Fuck from, it, right? From Moe <laughs> like, Griffey Jr.'s lawn. Dog, I'm, I'm dropping every motherfucking name I can. Oh, shit, man. Signing to Jay-Z. You don't understand. Like, man, we ain't see shit. We ain't get to see yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that shit was not real for me at all. You just saw everything on TV. You yeah, it was it. all on TV. Like, I was like, yo, I saw that motherfucker on Rap City. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I got crazy stories. Like I could name drop the fuck out of a whole bunch of shit. I got crazy stories. I, I literally think I literally think that's why Ross One is such a collector. Yeah. Because I grew up in New York, right? Mm-hmm. We grew up. I mean, mm-hmm. we grew up in New York. All those fucking 
uh, bootleg ghetto ass T-shirts of like Biggie and Tupac and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They would yeah. sell that on the street so in Harlem. Get on One Twenty Fifth Street. And I would right. look at that shit and I'd be like, Yo, what am That's, I, tourist? Yeah, I'm not gonna wear that shit. Nobody buying this shit. Now it's worth like thousand dollars. They were always selling it to the motherfuckers going over the bridge. Right? right, on right, right yeah. before the Tribora Bridge. Well, no, man, actually had it on Leonard's Avenue, also yeah. like on One Twenty Fifth by um, but, the Apollo but, Theater. But they were definitely trying that to get a lot of motherfuckers like but, right, but, right over the bridge when the Tribora you would come through. There would be the guy with the T-shirts on his arms trying to sell mm. like Fabulous and shit, like all these ghetto ass tees. Damn. And then at the time, I was just like, I would never wear that shit. Mm-hmm. You just looked at it. It was like, oh, yeah, nobody buying this but shit. But for the, for them, you know, then. You know, fast forward to 2015 to 16, and then Ross is like collecting this. I'm like, yo, you never grew up around this shit. You didn't know any. So, like, to this, this is like memorabilia to you, you know? It's not really true, though. No? Cincinnati's hood as fuck. Y'all had that shit then. We had that shit for sure. Oh, yeah, that, but yeah. it wasn't as tangible as New York or yeah, LA. It yeah, it was. It, it was. Like, like, yeah, it was. For sure. Oh, so man. then he's just a psycho d- hoarder dude that yeah. likes yeah. a collection. For sure. Okay, <laughs> don't call him psycho. Don't care. He's a collector. Yeah. Respect Ross, please. Also, his, his studio isn't in his house. I don't know. I think he's like, yo. He, he was like, yo, I'm not home. Just, you know, go in there, set up shop, whatever. I'm like, cool. I go in the closet. Just like, look, I was looking for like a cable or something. And I went in his closet because I thought a cable would be in there. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck does this dude have in this fucking closet? Dog, he got crazy shit. Crazy. He like, has crazy shit in his closet. You mean like a <laughs> like lot of tees or other like, shit? Not, like other Sneakers shit. Sneakers? Like, was it the posters that he was? Be- man, I don't want to blow up his spot like what he has and what he has. But <laughs> I mean, you you brought this shit up. I know, like, I know. <laughs> I know. But he, has like, he has like shit from like videos that you're like, that's the shit from the fucking blah, blah, blah video. Oh yeah. wow! You know, like the cus- like the shit that nobody has. You know what I mean? Just any like any little thing that was in a like he has a, he, has, he has hip hop history in his closet. Is my point? Oh wow! That's dope. You know what I mean, respect. Yeah, to like Ross. he has like black spades, fucking jerseys. I want to know where the fuck oh, that shit, came from. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> L- legit, he has black spades, like gang. The gang, yeah, the, the gang jackets. Oh wow! Multiple. Oh, yeah, he, has that shit. Yeah. he has all that shit. He has that shit. He has yeah. the Astros jersey. Where did he get that from? How Cavs born? He just hunts, I see I that shit too. Yeah, he has that yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Where did he get that, that from? Ben Bada? Right. Kirk is dying over here. He has like Jay-Z's Rockefeller jacket. Yeah. He got that. He got the chain? Probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he has a lot of uh, LL Cool J shit too. Yeah, Troop. Yeah, LL Cool the J jackets. Yeah, yeah the on bad video. OG shit, yo. Yeah, Damn, man. He has crazy Shout shit. That's a Ross one. Yeah. Man. My million dollar idea is to open a, a hip hop version of the Hard Rock Cafe with Ross's memorabilia collection. Wow, man. That's actually I mean, a good idea. I, I know. Have to it's take a that chicken out, and waffles man. joint. You open it in Vegas. Actually, I was never mind. I was about to name drop again, but that was my idea. I was going to share it with Go somebody. Ahead, share it. Name drops. That was my million dollar idea with AM. I was like, yo. This is what we gotta do. Yeah, because AM had crazy memorabilia too. Right. You were oh, yeah, signed to right. Dexstar. Yeah, I was. And uh, what was it? Two thousand eight, nine, two thousand seven. Yeah. Seven. How'd you link up with AM? Aoki, Aoki Stevie, and mm-hmm. you linked up with Aoki just working with artists or doing parties Dim- and shit. Doing yeah. parties. Mm-hmm. Did you live in LA for a while? Lived in LA for a long ass time. That's where I know. I I just remember always hearing Pace Rock in LA. Pace mm-hmm. Rock in yeah. LA. I lived. I did New York and LA back and forth for like a year in '06, mm-hmm. and then '09 I moved to LA. You used to do like the banana split parties, yeah, center space. And for yeah. some reason, mm-hmm. I would always tie you in with some of the new artists that were out at that time, but you probably weren't connected to them at all. But you guys were just in the scene, like Spank, Nicki Avalon, Spank Rock. Sp- sp- what is it? Spank Rock. What is that? Spank Rock was a huge 
rap. It was a he's a rapper, but was basically a rap group, and yeah. I was like the hype man slash DJ. Prank uh, yeah. But were you in? That, was that all the where? Is it like because LA's I guess not. It's a small scene. It's not small, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's there was a hub. Yeah. But it was like Mickey Avalon was in there. Was, was I never did, nothing, I never did no? nothing with Mickey Avalon, but I did. I did like a little mini tour with uh, Simon Rex. And that's uh, what it is, Simon, Simon Rex. And uh, what's, yes. what's the other dude? Dirt Nasty, and there's another one. Oh, yeah, it wasn't Mickey Nasty. Avalon. It was like not, Mickey Avalon. Mickey Avalon. I thought Simon Rex and Dirt Nasty were the same guy. No, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. I did. a fucking Florida tour with that dude, and I was like, this ain't my lane. Yeah, he's what not is it? What, he was like troll rap at the. He was like an early version of troll rap. He was like time, right? the yeah. crazy version of LMFAO. Like he was like the extended. Crazy but he was rapper. trolling the whole time. But also, he wasn't. He had the white. He had the white sorority girls on Smash. Yeah, yeah. that's a whole, that's a market. Him and who Andy was Bell all Marcus? those other guys that it's were like, blowing up from LA at that time? The guys who had that the the, the black dude and the white dude. They were really skinny. I know you Swayze. Swayze. Swayze, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had that one song, right? But yo, they, one, I, yeah. I found this whole market with Dirt Nasty. That's is the opposite of the Chitlin Circuit. It's like the white version of the Chitlin Circuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is wild. This is like the white Chitlin Circuit. That's why you went on tour with him, though. It was it was tight, honestly. It was fucking dope. It was dope. I was like, I'm way out of my league, but this shit is tight. It was you know fun I mean? though, right? I, I mean, it was fun to watch, mm-hmm. but I couldn't participate. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, could have been. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I felt like with there. Was, I felt like because I was in Vegas and I would come to LA once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that was all. You guys were all kind of this. You guys were all coming together. Yeah, it, it was, was a scene. It was a scene. Like Swayze, you guys. It was a scene, yeah, but yeah. you know, like that wasn't like we had our own scene. But my scene was like the New York version, mm-hmm. and we kind of mm-hmm. like exported it to LA to like cash out. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it was it. like because LA, you know, LA has its own culture, but it's like the Hollywood is just—it's like whatever's popping, we're gonna like monetize it. It's like a melting pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's almost like a—I know what you mean. You know what because I'm saying? Because it's like LA culture, like the LA culture that comes from LA is gets like packaged and sold a little but bit, it's, right? It gets packaged and sold easier because they have the access, right? <laughs> but the real shit that comes from LA, like from the hood and shit like that, like mm-hmm. that's that's LA culture. Yeah, yeah, but the Hollywood version of shit is from other places, and you just take it to LA, and then you fucking sell it to the masses because they got the market. Do you feel like those lines are getting blurred a little bit though in LA? Like you know Hollywood and, and everything. You still it? have you you're, if you're I mean, from LA, know. you know if you're from LA, you know what's what. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so. in LA enough now to really kind of call it. But not yet. When but you're was, coming back. Yeah. But when I was there, <laughs> LA also it wasn't it wasn't the place for me at the time. Because I found that, like, they really don't fuck with black people out there. Really? I found out the hard way. Did you ever go to the oh, south side? Wow. Was there, like, any, uh, uh, like a multiple experiences that you went through? It's just the totality of shit. I mean, I'm from Cincinnati, so I know that shit when I see it. You know what I'm saying? Can you give an example without blowing anyone's spot up? I mean, whatever? I'll just put it to you like this. Even look at, look at Vegas, right? Yeah. You see all these billboards for all these DJs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't see no black dudes up there. It's true. You see yeah. one or two. I mean, you went, you went really dark, really quick pace. Nah, it's not uh, dark. It's just the reality. Right, right, it's the nah, reality nah. of the situation. You see, no, never. There's, there's certain nightclubs. <laughs> there's certain clubs out here, mm-hmm. and I swear they only book like good-looking white dudes. Right. Yep. Or, girls, or, or, or women. Or women. Mm-hmm. Good-looking. Uh, 
I think women they kind of go across the board. If you're, yeah, cute. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. When I was signed to Dexstar, a lot of a lot of my bookings were like, all right, if you want to book AOD, Aoki, then you got to book Pace. All right, if you want to book AM, then you got to book Pace. Right. Yeah. And I would go and I would kill it, and it would be great. But I ain't tap dancing for white people. I ain't gonna do that shit. Just that's not that's not who I am, and that's what they want you to do. They want you to fucking well, send me. They want you to send me Davis Jr. This shit. But exactly, give me an example yeah, like of what, what they what they expect. It's just like it's not. Even, it's it's kind of just unwritten and unsaid. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. It's like. They want they want to when they fl- so example you go out for a gig right. And this is what I'm saying. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Minorities, the things that we have to do to reach a certain audience mm-hmm. white men don't have to do i mean that's the privilege but don't you think now it's like i feel like some of the most uncool shit is just being a white dude right now like it's to who i'm saying like even movies like movies like even i talk to people who like my brother who's in hollywood mm-hmm. they're looking for diversity for sure now and no. yeah because now because diversity like, is cool right that's what i'm trying to say yeah. i think it's actually harder mm-hmm. for white guys right now i don't and think I, so well i'm seeing like that's what my brother's saying is like to be a middle-aged white like writer producer or anything mm-hmm. it's it's impossible to get a job in hollywood right now because everyone wants diversity in youth well maybe we haven't seen it yet maybe hollywood's become really self-aware because everybody's like yo what the fuck is this we're just sick of looking at white people but i mean you know when you look at the movies that are coming out you're not seeing the same uh, romantic comedies with like you know right. the white couple it's right it's very changed it's changed altogether i hope so man god no I but so. i think it, i think it really really has i hope so what and I, th- I think what even when even in music you know what i mean no one's mm-hmm. remember back in the day everyone's looking for the next uh, Justin Great. Timberlake. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the next Britney Spears. Right yeah. now, it's like Lizzo. You know what I mean? Lizzo's popping. Yeah, she had and a num- number one record. Yeah, I don't know, man. I disagree. Really? Yeah, because you still think? Yeah, because listen, it's just it's just math at the end of the day. There's mostly white people in the country, mm-hmm. and the, our country is the market. Yeah, it's the market that dictate, dictates the rest of the world's taste, and white people want to see white people doing shit. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor Swift's still the biggest pop star. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I I had this actually had this uh, argument with Dizza. He was like, "This was back in the day. That's not true anymore." But he was like, "Who's bigger, Beyonce or Katy Perry?" And I was like, "Beyonce." He was like, "You're fucking tripping." Katy Perry's fucking a million times bigger than Beyonce. And really? I'm like, no way. No way. No. no. Maybe to the minority. At the time, this is, at the time we were having this argument, she this was kiss a girl or a teenage. Nah, this what is, is like, teenage dream. Nah, yeah. this is this is Juicy J, Katy Perry. No, uh, fuck no. Two thousand thirteen. That's when she started to yeah. fall off a bit. No, no, no. She was pretty there's big a, back no, then. No, there's a chirping on but that one. Juicy J. Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you why he was right and I was wrong. If Katy Perry went on tour and Beyonce went on tour, who's gonna have a bigger grossing tour? Katy Perry. If Taylor Taylor Swift went on tour. Beyonce went on tour. Who got a bigger gross on tour? Taylor Swift. Yeah. Right? Now you got kind of Instagram to kind of measure it in a metric, like a quantifiable metric. But the thing is, my argument was Beyonce's more culturally influential and culturally relevant. Mm -hmm. And and you can't put a number on that that value, right? But they were like, that shit don't matter. You know, at the end of the day, white people want to see white people doing white shit. But I don't think that's the case now. I think I, I think I, I hope not. I think there's been a huge change in the I last hope, year. I hope that I'm an old head and this, and the shit has changed and I just can't <laughs> see it yet. 
I hope so. I don't know. Well, Taylor Swift just dropped the album and it sold like a million copies yeah. in two days. I Some mean, like but I, I'm, 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 I'll put it to you like this. But Katy Perry dropped an album and no one listened to it. Yeah. What, what about Post Malone? His music's good, though. Yeah, his music I'm is good. I'm not saying it's not. But like. Is he a bigger than Jay-Z? I doubt it. You can't compare the two. No, it's, but well, it's, it's not the same. Though, but he's bigger, than, he's bigger than any of his contemporaries. He's not bigger than Travis. Yes, he's he is. Yeah. Do you think so? Hell I, yeah. I, I will. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I like his music better. I mean, I liked. I love his Post Malone. No disrespect like, to him. What was it? Beer. What was it? Was his last beer name? Beer Pongs and uh, Bentleys. Beer Bongs and he, and Bentleys. Yeah, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. That he's last way, album. He's, he's way bigger than Travis Scott. Way bigger. That mm-hmm. I like that album better than uh, Astro World. Yeah, bro. There was more songs in that. Than but we're Astroworld talking about like who's bigger? I think is Travis he, Scott. Is he bigger than Drake? No. No way. Hell no. No. Uh, no, Pace. Look, I'm going to stop you crazy. right there. <laughs> listen, I, I respect listen, you. The, 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 on, the only reason why you're probably right, he's, he just has less material. So he's got less time in the game. I mean, Drake's got. You got a point there. He's got decades He's got in like the game. 10 years already. He got, he got way more albums. You know what? Post but, did get a. F- he got his number one faster than Drake. I'll give you that. Well, but, also, but also think about how many hit records Billboard top 10. Hit records Post had in the last year, composer Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake never had no number ones last year. Yeah, that's or whenever what I'm Scorpion, none of the Scorpion records went number nah, one. Nice for what? It went number one. Yeah, but and, for how long? And uh, no, right after that, fell off the chart. Um, and my feelings went to number one. And God's plan. And before that, right before the God's plan. And before that, God's plan was number yeah. one. But for how long? On the on the Billboard top. The top one hundred. Top one hundred. But for how long? It had a good run. But for how long? Compared <laughs> compared to like Wow. And like fucking Sunday yeah, Loud. I was up there. I, no, I think it had a longer run at number one. Okay. It was like 15 weeks. All right, so I'm like tripping. That. So maybe he's not big as Drake. Uh-huh. No, nah, he's not. Well, Drake's Drake's an anomaly. I would in say every, po- in every category, Drake's but an Travis anomaly. But Travis and, and, and Post Malone. Yeah, I would also, say Drake's not, Drake's not Post Malone's contemporary. Travis is, though. Travis yeah. is a good comparison. The, prob- the problem is this, is that. Is but that Travis does have a bigger cultural influence than uh, Post Malone. Yeah. So it's kind of going but back but to there's the other thing, but other things come into play with that it has to do also with his wife and yep. his kids mm-hmm. and but Post Malone don't have to do that and, his and that's merch. my point yeah got yeah but Post Malone is making I would say better music no he's doing great even his new Yo, song is listen great. Post Malone is crazy talented yeah. I don't want to take nothing away from him either super no, nice no, 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 no. I'm just trying to make yeah. a point that dude is super fucking talented yeah, he's dope too he's a nice super and he guy. make he makes great music I would like, I would amazing music when does some flower come out. Uh, top of the uh, Christmas time. It was it was from the movie on um, Spider yeah, the, Spider-Man. the cartoon. When did that Spider-Man? come out? December. Oh, December. 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 Yeah. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good fuck. That's a great fucking yeah. record, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. Well, I, I heard it. Yo, I heard it's too. Also, it was, those guys. That, I heard it was two years old or some shit. Those guys that do those records are, they're odd, they're, they're so talented. Who wait? Who who produced that? Uh, I think I want to say Louis Bell. Oh man, that guy's, <laughs> yo. Yo, there's there's some records on that that uh that album that floored me on the Post Malone's album. It literally sounded some of it sounded like Hall and Oates. I want to see him. I want to see him do a tour. Louis Bell. I just want to see him. Yeah, Louis Bell. Yeah. yeah. I want to see him do a tour where he's just, just him and a guitar man. No, Post is great. He has bro. a good, great voice. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one yeah. thing that he has over. That's what I'm talking about with Travis. Travis is out there being a hype man for his music, mm-hmm. and he's not performing nothing. And at some point, you got to come out to the crowd and you got to show them what you mean? your talent. Like for him, it's a lot of crowd surfing. It's oh, a lot okay. of amping up, yeah. yelling at I, the man. crowd. But he's a rapper, though. He's, but <coughs> my, my, my so whole thing is that, that at no point, and he's getting, 
it's a lot of interaction and he's doing a lot of things that a hype man would do but mm -hmm. he's never performing any of the songs okay i haven't seen the show so i can't really comment watch on watch that documentary when you have a chance please. i tried to man it's, it's but post malone shout at, out to at my dog point. chase b y'all had chase b on here chase b yeah no. No, we no, haven't actually, had no, no. Y'all got to have Chase B on here. Chase B, I mean, I have a very, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I have a very, I have a, like a, I'm very judgmental about Travis Scott's music for some reason. Okay. But I, it's because I think, I don't know, like, I think, I think he changed the, I think he, I expected more from him maybe. Okay. Is that what it was? Because I'm not, I don't hate on him, but mm -hmm. I definitely think with Astro World, mm -hmm. he Astroworld disappointed. Was a, was I think it was down. a big disappointment. I didn't listen to I don't. I didn't listen to it. Yeah, the Birds in the Trap is, a, that yeah. shit was kind of a that to me. I, lo I love the name of that record, Birds, Birds in the Trap. Trap yeah. Yeah. Night. That's, a, that's brilliant. But that was a, that, to me, that was a genius record. It, to me, it changed hip hop. What? Uh, is that the Birds? one with, yeah. is that the one with, uh. Birds uh, in the trap. Don't you open up that window? That's no, that's the, no, no, that's no. Rodeo, and that was a good one too. <clears throat> and Rodeo, yeah. Rodeo Those was two the albums first one. With what's, what's on uh, Birds in the Trap? Uh, Beebs in the Trap, The Ends, uh, Pick Up the Phone. Pick Up the Phone, baby. That's, that's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's my shit. Yeah. Pick Up the Phone, baby. Those two albums to me changed hip hop. Yeah. And yeah. It, I think one of the problems is that leading up to Astro World, there was just so, so many much people. Hype too. No, no, but there was so many people stealing his sound. And then mm. he was giving his sound to everybody. Mm. And it, it kind of played it out. Kanye. He gave it to Kanye. Mm -hmm. And a silver platter. I mean, and it, you got to do what you got to do. And, uh. and, and, I, and then to me, I think when Astro World come out, came out, it almost <laughs> sounded like it sounded predictable and cliche of what he has already done. Mm. And the only track that stood out was the one, obviously, Sickle, Sickle Mode. Mode. And Drake just really carried yeah, the whole fucking shit. song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Travis went off on that shit, but you know, mm -hmm. and I think I, I think I, I really want to, I really want to see more from him. But from what, everything that I'm seeing, I don't think he's showing enough. I don't I, know, I, man. I, you know, I like Travis a lot, man. I do. I, I I like his music a lot, and I think there's more there. I just don't see it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just mm -hmm. feel like, I think he gets lost in maybe the hype a little bit, you know, too much, and just I all of that stuff. Maybe he's. He's just living his life, man. He's young and he's fucking. He's twenty six. He's young. Bro. He's he's twenty six. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I think Post is around. Still the same super young. Too. Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't envy those guys. I think Post is no. like twenty four, twenty five. I don't envy either one of them. Yeah, I do, I never want. Yeah, <laughs> the amount of pressure, right? I mean, just to be t just just <laughs> what I'm asking for is nah, it's, man. It's, listen, it's too much. Too right? twenty four, twenty five, twenty six with that much money and that much access. Doing what they're doing. Oh man, Post was born in ninety five. God damn, twenty four years old. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, he's twenty four now. Twenty four now. Born in ninety five. Living. Yeah. Yo, that's it's a hard crazy, because that's a crazy it, life. It's so hard because we're so judgmental of these of their music and oh, they're so young, right? Sorry, Travis is twenty eight from ninety one. Twenty eight. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like that's a, he's he's doing good though. Twenty eight. He that he he's he's ready. Mm -hmm. I think he at that age and he's doing what he's doing now. I think he's going to do some great. Great thing. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I was really disappointed with Astro. If he's on, if he can hone in on the on the art and the music, yeah, he's he could. Sky's the limit for him. I just want to see something different. I feel I like everything that he's doing he has is time, man. Like you see, like you say, he's 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Astro World is barely at the end of the of the rollout. What you think about like these successful dudes in Hollywood? Like it, they gonna get eaten up, man. 
Which one? What like are you talking who, about? Like for example. All of them. You the, mean just like, the lifestyle? You mean artists well, in general? Well, yeah. Justin yeah. Bieber just came out uh, exactly. a few days ago. Exactly. And he posted about that when he was 21 or 20 and he had all this fucking money mm-hmm. and he's coming from a small town in Canada and then you just put the platform and give him the lights and all that shit that he, the reason why he was acting out was because he didn't know how to take all that shit in. Mm-hmm. And being twenty twenty one, and you get millions and millions of dollars and do whatever the fuck you want. It mm-hmm. ain't even that, man. Can you just think about the crazy pussy that gets thrown your way? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm being psychological. <laughs> this is vagina. Nah, but it's like that goes in. That goes with it too. That's yeah, a lot. But like women will drive you. Women will oh. just put you over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that'll take your whole. That'll just fuck your whole shit up. And you twenty something years old. You don't know what to do with that. Twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm speaking from experience. I ain't know what to do with it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just, I think it's scarier now because it's like, you know, back in the days when you were growing up and, you know, you had a shitty report card, you go home, you can like kind of like get the mail before your mom and hide the report card, right? Right. And then she, she didn't really have access to the school. She worked <laughs> nine to five. Right, right, right. So she couldn't like go now, to the school. Yeah, what school was you going to? My mom's had to get my report card. Oh no, no, no! My I shit was mailed to the house. Mailed to the house, and I would, yeah. I would get it, and I would be like, I don't know what happened. Like, my moms I, had to go to at night to get the report cards. No, I would preparing I brought, I brought my angry. home. It wasn't even mailed. It was, yeah, yeah. bring it home. So yeah. and then, but nowadays, yo, like, yeah, you know, how's this working out? Motherfuckers are emailing the right teachers. To you. They're yeah, emailing right the to teachers, you. yo. You have an app. If something happens, if your kid does something bad. You they, get like alert. They, you get alert instantly. Yeah. Like it's you like get a notification. Text, you get yeah. a text alert, or you I get. I never an email. thought about that. Oh shit! So yeah, I'm saying it's, it's harder to hide that. shit. Uh-huh. It's it's like everything. Everyone's under a microscope. For sure. Pretty much. For sure. Mm-hmm. So like when it comes to you can't even make a you, at 21 or 20. You can't, you can't even make a mistake with a girl. <clears throat> no. You can't even fuck up once. No. Nope. Yeah, man. Yeah, I look at the. I saw the dirt uh, documentary movie, whatever it was, uh, the Motley Crue one. Yeah. Them dudes was like. Spazzing the fuck out at twenty. Dude, in social media, they would be in jail. They would yeah. be in jail or some <laughs> I mean, shit, man. Just yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tommy uh, Nikki Six. Nikki Six. When he yeah. died, and then they revived him and yeah. all that shit. That shit was nuts. Like, imagine the paramedic like f- taking a picture. He's made a really good point, man. It's like it's a really good reason to just get married and call it a day. Because you can't do shit out here. No, but you got to get your shit off too, though. You can't just get married because then you're always thinking, like, whoa, whoa. you need to get it out of your system. It's out of my system. Yeah, but like you are, but not when you're 22. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Well, so like, when, you, when you have all that money and you're famous, and yeah. like you said, like, there's shorties everywhere. Yeah. It's like, yo, you got to get your shit off, but you got to make a ton of mistakes before you realize, that's like, true. yo, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, no matter what. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's going to happen to these dudes? I feel like somebody well, you, post was there to catch them. You know what oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Yo, Post Malone. <laughs> I, I remember I met Post Malone a little after um, uh, White Iverson, and I was selling him shoes, and he had his girlfriend always with him. Yeah. He always same, had his girl with him. Same. And I had he, him at my club, and. He was with that. She was. A she t- was yeah, t- they were like t- hip. Yeah. And then the fame came, and you know, I don't know what happened. But Charlemagne, Charlemagne told him. Yeah, she Charlemagne was told gone. him. Charlemagne <laughs> was like, "Oh, this ain't gonna last." Yeah. He had, After, her, he, he had her on the Breakfast Club with him doing an interview. She was right there. Yeah, and she's a they, sweet, sweet girl. Super that's nice how they roll. That's how they roll. Bro, nah, like he'll go to the he'll go to the uh, to the sneaker store and he'll drive his, her car and like it was like a regular. It was Honda. cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was, right? yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm driving my girl's car. He was all innocent. And super shit. nice guy. And then yeah. the fucking uh, I don't know what. Wait, who are we was. talking about? Post Malone. Post Malone. Oh, and he always had his girl with him. 
and then he blew. Uh, he did the Justin Bieber tour, and yeah, all that fame came. And then now, now I think they're like broken up. Yo, I remember watching that Breakfast Club interview, and I was like, "Damn, Charlamagne, why are you doing him like that, man? That's yeah, fucked up." He was like, "Yo, she's gonna be gone." Like, yeah, she's gonna he be was gone. like harsh as fuck with him, and it was just like, it was rude. It was really fucking rude because it was like a, t- a young couple in love yeah. and just innocent as mm-hmm. fuck, and just like they was young. Like he's, he's yeah, twenty four. Yeah. He was probably like nineteen twenty. Yeah. The dude just took a big shit on. He was like, "This ain't gonna." <laughs> this, <work."> was, <laughs> this was this was four years ago. I was when like, I met him. "Damn, bro, you yeah. gonna do that to yeah. him?" And it's funny because <laughs> I felt so bad. But Later. he was right. But he was right though. He was. Yeah. That's just crazy. He man. knew it. He was like, "This shit is." a It's rap. so funny. Like as you get older and you see, uh, you see patterns repeating in younger people. Yeah, I know. And it's and, fucked up. And you can't even tell them. You can't nah. even tell them not to do it because they got to go through it. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you just you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah. The shit could work out. They could have had a beautiful relationship. Yeah, they're from the but, same town. But you know what's the craziest part? She was booking him at her parties. Yeah, to perform. She was, she was a promoter. Or some and shit. she kind of put him on. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. Basically, That's how it works, man. But okay. man, like you just he you just know that the world is a harsh fucking place, and it. And it, it ain't got no room for like innocence. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's funny though because you know I could meet certain people, and I I can see how the next five years is gonna pan out for them. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's kind of scary. I, I feel like because I feel like I meet people, and I and I want to ask them like, how do you see my situation? Because I want to know what the fuck's right, going right. on with me. You know, like Same old like you're some older OGs, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I got people like that in my life. That yeah. I got OGs where I'm like, man, I'm so glad I, have I got no you. OGs. I do. <laughs> Crooked's my OG. You ain't got no OGs. Yeah. I need an OG. I, I have no OG. <laughs> you need to get you I'm some OGs. I'm a fucking OG. Yo, who's my OG? I got OGs. No, I got man. some OGs. Yeah, I got some OGs. You're my OG right now, Crook. That's pretty. That's sad. fucked up. Damn man, that's no. not. He's my OG. He puts me on. He's like he corrects everything. Yo, don't do this. That's do tight. That. He's a, he's probably a good OG. No, yeah, he's a great OG. Yeah, curses me the fuck. I just think I it's to. weird. I can see I can see certain people, and I can be like, and it's weird because I can be like, should I tell them? You tell to you. like watch this. Yes. Yeah. Because I can already see flaws in their character. Yes. And I can say like, yo, you putting shit out there a little too much. Right. And I mean, you had to tell Momo he was name dropping. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I no, but that's a, that's just a breaking his balls. <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But there's certain people that I know. I'm like, yo, you could be really famous, or you could mm. be really good. Oh yeah. But this character flaw of yours, yeah, you don't even see it. Yep. But sometimes you, you, you gotta hold back. You can't like nah. be like that. I you know, know, I know. No, nah, with so Cookie, he gives me a three month evaluation. But he knows you, so it's different. But <laughs> I do this shit with Jamie, where I already know, and you, I'm I'm really tough on Jamie. But I mean, in the end, you kind of know that I saw, I foresee shit. Yeah, here we talking about how when I'm getting married, he told me who I'm gonna end up with. He's like, you can do this, but you gotta keep doing no, that. No, no, I, I, <laughs> even, I break down his like the way he does things and the way he thinks, the way he uh, perceives work. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes when you've worked like for someone all your life, mm-hmm. you perceive work differently than someone who's worked for themselves. For ten years, got it. Do you understand what I mean? Yep. So like I, that's the thing that I, I have I I deal with Jamie, mm-hmm. and he's he's really smart. He's mm-hmm. smarter than, I mean he's not really smart, but Thank you know you, bro. he's smart enough. <laughs> he made me at twenty eight. He just gets Damn. by. He knows enough. No, yeah. not gets by. Come on, now. it should be like that. You know, you know, boys. <laughs> Jamie is like that key that you know goes in the lock, 
but it, you got to jiggle it. You got a hard time to open it. You, you got to pull the door a little bit. The door <laughs> open. The, 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 <laughs> it doesn't turn all the way right away. You just the gotta, key will turn. You just got to jiggle it. You got to keep rusty fucking around with it. Real WD forty works. Great. <laughs> that's, it, that's the way you want. But no, no, I think it's weird that I can foresee that shit, and then sometimes I'm just like, should I say something? Yeah, you should. I think yeah. so. But sometimes but there's, there's there's balance too, though. You yeah. gotta like, you gotta be like, know when to hold and know when to fold. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because motherfuckers will give me advice, and I'll be like, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> I'm listening. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But there's times that I like. I swear that like this is another old, uh, this is an OG looking at me like, yo man, I'm telling you man, you should do this man. I'll be like, yo 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 word. Now I walk away. I'll be like, man, fuck, fuck out that. Of here. <laughs> this is the last motherfucker to be Bro. talking shit, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> and what it's like, it depends on who's coming from too. Like they know what they talk about or nah, you know. <laughs> I get a lot of good advice from like uh, washed up Uber drivers. Like that's old, what's up. Old like 50, 60. Those old. are your OGs. Those are my OGs. Those are man. your OGs. Yo, they be uh, having they be having gym sometimes though. Yeah, I find like like I, I get like a sixty five year old driver who owned like two companies. Right. And then he'll just and he's I'm like, what are you doing out here? It's like, well, I got a lot of money saved up. I got I'm just a little bored, so I'm just driving an Uber. And then he'll just That's drop tight. some jewels, and I'll just ask him about business and all this shit. That's tight. Yeah, yeah. I was I was always the youngest dude in my crew, so I always had OGs. Damn, man. I always had OGs. Same, same and it's helped it's helped me a lot too, a lot. I don't know, man. I, I need some shit, OGs. Man. Yeah, me too. Man. Where, do you, get, where oh. do you get OGs? <laughs> you Google. Yeah, Google. Yeah, find <laughs> maybe that's a new program. That's, maybe that could be a new app. OG program. Find, like, find the OG. Find the nearest OGs find like an Uber OG. app. Yeah, he's ten miles away. Okay. <laughs> I just like stand next to. Oh, oh my god. It's like Tinder. <laughs> Yo, can you look out? <laughs> can you look out for like me? Like an OG version of Tinder. It's like it's like Grinder for OGs. Yeah. Oh, there's one down the street. Okay. Let's see what need some advice. Let's see what old sugar. Is talking about. <laughs> You're in the same room with the OG. <laughs> I mean, shit, that, this is probably your business in that. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. OG, triple OG. Triple OG. <laughs> uh, do I want the OG or the triple? Get some good advice. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got, I, that's not, that's a, bad not a bad idea. idea right? You got a bunch of good ideas. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still mad at the. Uh, the hip hop planet Hollywood. Uh, I know, right? With Ross One <laughs> and Ross AM. Yeah. That would have blown, blown the fuck okay, up. Tell me about it. Yo I, yo, I got a million of them, dog. Yo. I'm, I'm the million dollar idea man. <laughs> I would eat at that motherfucker. Right? right. Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Chicken waffles. Yeah. With the Kool Aid. Woo! Can you imagine if AM uh, started it? <laughs> chicken and waffles? <laughs> At the pumps, like a DJ AM chicken and waffle spot. We got we got to talk to Kevin Scott and Shecky and see what we could do, yo. Oh yeah, yo. I feel I, like that one might be pretty uh, big. I told yeah. him. I told him. I told be him huge. before he died. I told him that shit. I was like, here's the million dollar idea. You do it in Vegas. You got the Rolodex. You get fucking Snoop to open that shit. You get Eric. You know what I mean? You come Damn, come through. We get the celebrities to come. You got the celebrities. You got all the rappers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got the memorabilia already. And what did he say? He was like, that's a good idea. He never did that but shit. But then he, <laughs> he, he, he died. Oh, R.I.P. Rest in peace, man. You know what I'm saying? How was, how was uh, your relationship with AM, man? I mean, he was just, he was one of my OGs. You know what I'm saying? He, ta- he, I, he I'll never forget this, man. He was like, yo, man, you got it. You just got to do the work. Mm. And that stuck Shh. with me. Still to this day, I got that ingrained in my head. He told me I got it. I just got to do the work. That's all I needed, man. 
I'm a super duper DJ AM fan. I was telling you earlier that one of the videos, one of the coolest videos on YouTube of AM was yours. I hate Wait, that shit. That's the greatest video. Don't hate <laughs> it. Uh, they're in, the, they're in uh, AM's like living room. Yeah. They're doing like a string routine and shit like that. And it was great because it's like a vlog. It was like an early vlog version of what's happening now. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how did his death affect you and like what? It was just fucked up, man. Because the first, well, the crazy shit was... Like, how did you find out? Like, chill. well, the Take first, the first one was I, th I thought he died in the plane crash. Okay. So that was the first one. They were like, "Yo, did you hear about the plane crash?" Uh, them jeans called me, and he was like, "You hear about Am?" And I was like, "Nah, what?" And he was like, "Fucking plane crash." And when you say somebody's a plane crash, you like, "There's no survivors." Right. right. So I was like, I "Was like, what the fuck?" This is when he got burned, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I was just, I was just like, and then I don't know, I don't remember how it happened, but they were like, "No, but he survived." And I was like, "What?" You know what I mean? So I think that might that video might have even been just after that cuz I stayed with him like maybe a month later. Mm -hmm. I stayed at his house. I was coming going back and forth between New York and LA. I stayed at his house and I was like, "Yo, that shit was I was like I was kind of shook to be in his house cuz right. it was like real soon." Mm -hmm. And he was acting normal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he yeah. didn't stop working. He, like, went right back to work. Yeah, yeah. And, like... Was that his choice to go back to work? Yeah. It was. He it was the Jay-Z Jay joint. Yeah, the Jay-Z yeah, thing. Yeah, Because he was, he was just in just... I think he was just in, like, a such a mental mode that he didn't want to, like... He was just, like... He was on go. And he was having fun with it, right? Yeah, but he was just on go. And I think he didn't... He didn't take time to process what that shit really happened. Because him and... Him and Travis, they were the only survivors. Yeah, like everybody else in the. That's the most cryptic thing, right? Yeah, and I think that I think that that guilt weighed on him a lot. Exactly, they and don't, him and Travis. But you, you don't that. you don't know about survivors' guilt. Yeah, until something like that happens to you. Mm -hmm. Like, why is my life worth living? Right, and not theirs. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like, you don't know what that is. You didn't even know it had a name. Yeah, yeah. Until you're in that situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a lot of. That's not something that a lot of people ever get to experience. I feel like he wanted to do a lot of good, and for when, sure, I think when he was doing that MTV documentary, yeah. Yeah. and when I see the AM so documentary, mm -hmm. I feel like yo, he should not have been around that shit at all. Nah. Man. Well, well, that too. That yeah, absolutely. But. What really the plane crash took him out? My, the, that was that was my point of the story. Is he died in the plane crash, basically. Mm. Like I never heard that one. Well, he got burns all over his body. Yeah. And I don't even know if I should be talking about this, but whatever. Um, he was sober. Mm -hmm. He had to take painkillers for the burns. Ah, uh, okay. And he yeah. wasn't a, he wasn't allowed to have any kind of drugs. Yeah. And when you're an addict, you can't just take one. Right, you gotta keep going. Yeah, you so get addicted. Again. Yeah, so yeah. I think I heard stories that he would, you know, he would be on a plane and like he'd go and he'd have a bottle of, you know, whatever it was, and he'd wake up and the bottle was empty. Type shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Damn. So yeah, it's like an alcoholic. You get that taste. You got it. You know, right, and it just can't stop. Yeah, yeah, and then it just and it and it kind of spirals and you lose it. And I think because it was pills and it was prescribed by a doctor and it wasn't, there was a, this was pre-opioid crisis. Right. It was you, safe. Right. Well, it was just, I mean, the situation itself, the mm -hmm. motherfucker had third degree burns all over his body, like his head was burned. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, that situation, you can't, there's no one, there's nobody to say, you need to do it this way. Mm -hmm. The motherfucker survived the plane crash. Like, who the fuck does that happen to? Right, right. That don't happen to people. 
So there's nobody to say this is to walk you through the steps. This is what you need to do. And you can all you can always look back and say, well, this should have went like this and that should have went like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yeah. and I heard and I've heard a lot of people try to blame other people and shit. And that shit ain't fair, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not fucking fair at all because everybody that was around him loved him and cared about him, right? And wanted the best for him. And these people that want to blame this person or blame that person, that's not fucking fair. You know what I mean? No one's, and no one's like a fortune teller, man. No one's no. Yeah. No one's gonna know how damaging <coughs> a, a simple decision like, yeah. do you take this gig or not take this gig? Right, or like but whatever, but, right? but also, but also, he was his own man and he made his own decisions. You know, yeah. he he ran his he ran DJ Am, he ran. His company. I I can believe that he was very hands on, man. Yeah. Right, no, I mean shit, he, yeah. he was he was the, he was yay or nay everything. Yeah. And he wanted to work. Bottom line, I mean, all of us, none of us are rich. He didn't grow up rich. Right. He all yeah. of a sudden he's making money. What you gonna do? Stop? No. He fucking took every gig that came his way. That's an important. That's an important mentality though. That when you don't grow up rich. Yeah. And when you have that poor mentality, or like you know, just a broke mentality. Well, you it's just like up, yo, I'm a, you I don't know when this is gonna end. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I'm, I'm keep stacking. I, I gotta keep keep doing it. I yeah. gotta keep banking on it. Yeah. It's just like because I feel like sometimes even us, like uh, you know, even us just working DJs, mm-hmm. we we take any gig that we can. And you know, never. Sometimes you do like, yo, you work six nights. You'll work six gigs in a weekend. Yeah, that's what you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how much, how much like that damage your body. body. Yeah, you don't yeah. know that shit. until yeah. like later, like literally after the summer or end of the year. You're right. like, yo, man, like I feel fucked up. And the doctor's like, yo, man, you haven't been taking care of your shit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've been doing what? And it, I feel like recently. Well, recently with uh, you know, D's broken ass and shit. That's and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I recently went through a health scare. You kind of went, went through a little some, health scare. Yeah, we, I, I have. It, it all yeah, it all yeah. happened to us at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, yo, we gotta slow down and it like was take like care of ourselves. Every two weeks, yo. something was happening. I was like, shit, shit, shit. I mean, look yeah. at me right now. I'm wearing this fucking mask. Yeah. I'm fucking sick. You trying to look cool though, right? No, nah, you doing this for <laughs> <to> cover <laughs> But you have like a flu, like a little cough going on. But still, it's just like you gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like you don't realize it till like it, you really get fucked up, though. Like that's the that's, that's the wake the up call. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah man. It, I mean, sad thing about AM man that that I always hear about is that I was always in circles with him, but mm. everyone would jock him so hard mm. that I just had this. Ment- I always have like when someone's like sweating something really bad, mm-hmm. I kind of back off a little bit. Somehow, I was, I know? was, I was like that at first. I think. But yeah. uh, he was a good dude, man. Yeah, yeah. He was. I've solid. heard nothing but great things about him. He was solid as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And he was a good DJ. I, 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 I wasn't one of those people that jocked him. Yeah. I mean, I knew plenty of DJs that were better than him. Mm-hmm. But that ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. none of them could do what he did. I was always proud of everything that he did, though. Like yeah. he made us proud to be DJs for sure, right? He like, represented when he showed up in Entourage, when he had the Nike commercial for sure. And he, yeah, we he did was all, in Iron Man. He's in Iron Man. He was Iron Man too. We yeah. were all like, we weren't like, yo, fuck that dude. Nah, we it was like, like hell yeah. We were like, yo, that's man, that's us. Yeah. yeah. And then he did the yeah. set. He did yeah. the Iron Man song when they're fighting. That's yeah. all him. And yeah. if we were just, I remember thinking like, yo, like. Yeah, fuck yeah, like that just gives everyone hope. Like hell yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, guess, I guess he is one of the true successful celebrity working DJs. Well, right? he was he was one of us at right. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. He, was he knew the grind. Right. Yeah, he knew the like he came. He was from the gutter. He worked. His, he worked his way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have he didn't have shit. And everybody remembers him as like celebrity DJ Am. They don't remember like fat kid DJ Am. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. And I think that was like the real DJ Am, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people, people only remember him after he 
lost all that weight and shit. But he 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 came up the same way us, we did, just hustling. It, yo, his hustle was crazy, man. His his I never seen nobody driven like that. But just even the way he did the deck star shit, where if you want mm-hmm. if you want to book AM. Mm-hmm. If you want to book Steeroki, mm-hmm. you have to get fashion and pace. Yeah, you have, there has to be like three to four residencies set up for everyone on my roster. Yeah, but everybody and y'all held were getting it down paid to good too. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! The good I rem- old days. I, rem- <laughs> I remember because I'd be like, we'd be talking, I'd be like, yo, this the Dexter rate's a little higher, it's like a little higher than the scam artist rate. What's the, yeah. what the yeah. fuck's going on, man? I mean, it was it was good while I, la- I mean, I knew that shit wasn't gonna last forever, but. <laughs> It was a ride. You know did you know it wasn't? Did you feel like it wasn't gonna last forever? Like, hell yeah, really? Hell yeah. I mean, listen, man. I didn't was, see that. I thought it would. It wasn't my first rodeo. Also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, I just knew. I know shit going cycles. That was like my third cycle of success, quote unquote. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was just like, mm. I haven't been through my first. Have you? No. <laughs> have you been through your first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was my, that was like my third time tasting a little bit of like ah, I did it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what was the second? The second time was Simon Rex going on tour with him. Nah, that was that was for Dexter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, he was managed by Dexter. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fuck, man. No. So I got a lot of I got a lot of groupings like that, like weird little places where I didn't belong. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. Man, man. I mean, rest in peace, AM, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a. It was just. I just remember being so happy and proud when he came up. Yeah, he was a dope dude, he man. Did, man. He was a dope ass dude. Mm-hmm. Like but, uh, the, he was like the dopest dude, man. It like, was it was so crazy though. Like when you get in a DJ circle, and when there's DJs in the room, mm-hmm. the way they flocked him was so up. Uh, I wouldn't say pathetic, but it was like really. It yo, was insane. He was he was, he was, he, was he was he was so welcoming. That's the thing. Like he was like yeah, he was always nice. He, he made you. The, he made the you way that these DJs jocked him was like so. I, I was just it. like yo, my man, relax. I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, you, but some of it was you could tell when it was fake and you could tell when it was yeah, genuine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? That's why I kind of like I was like I don't want to be one of these dudes that's it like de- jocking him. It depends. It depends on who it was too. You know what I mean? I just remember like it. I, it would always start out with like me and like maybe like all six of us just hanging out, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there'd be like fifteen DJs around us, right? And then I'd just be like, "I'm getting out of here," right, man. right, because right. It, now it's becoming like it's a who can jerk. impress AM kind of thing, and right, right, who's right. gonna make AM laugh and shit like that, you know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, I know so what you're I was just like, uh, "Let me, let me get out of here." Yeah, that yeah. shit, that shit ain't my bag either. But yeah, yeah. he, when I mean when I met him, he was already famous, and I was just like, "Damn, bro," you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but he I, was like. How'd you, how'd you link up with Steve Aoki though? Uh, do, he uh, they used to book me for the they used to book me for their parties. That's really how it happened. They was just like, "Yo, we got it." You know, I think by that time my my name was just buzzing and it was just like, "Yo, you gotta get pace, you gotta get pace." And I would do yeah, their yeah. parties, and I would just murder their parties. But what the, was your DJ style at the time? Like, I never heard you spin. Um, the thing was, you know, like all that hipster shit. Like, this is pre EDM. Yeah, yeah. So it was like. Like, the thing was, I was in Spain. It, like it wasn't the MGMT at that time, right? It was, was before that. It was, it was before uh, that. It was before that. It was like dubstep, like where's my money? It was before, no, no, it was no, before no, that. that. It was before that. This is like uh You see, y'all don't y'all don't know about Spank Rock. No, I know the I name. Don't know I that know, one record, right? I don't know the music, but I mean, right. but y'all I know don't know about Spank Rock. No, he had that one record that blew the fuck up. Spank Rock was a whole thing, and I was a part of Spank Rock, and that's the thing. We toured, we toured, we toured the world for like two, three years, and we toured every fucking. Venue, Damn. we tore everything a new asshole. Damn, Couldn't nobody go on after us. It was like, 
it was like what's the the biggest hit yeah he didn't really have no hits like that he just had a really good album but the, it was about the live show the live show was just unfucking damn how come i i know that name but how come it doesn't register with anything because he originally didn't have no big 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 records that you would have to play as a dj yeah but it was a scene and it was like yeah, he, I, he was the head of the scene like it was like m.i.a spank rock Santi Gold, like so Diplo, blew up. Yeah. So you're talking about kind of like the like the holla, was a holla bag, holla trying, holla trying. There you go, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, so, so was this a, was like early was 2000s? Yeah, it was like 2005, 2006. Oh, so you, this is like borderline like the Baltimore, Baltimore House, where Baltimore, Baltimore House was, was popping. Playing a lot of Baltimore clubs. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't know, man. See, this is the thing. Like, I was like a hip hop DJ playing this progressive dance music but i always played house like from the beginning i was always i i had my my first residencies in cincinnati was had the open format club mm-hmm. in like 01 02 and then i had the house club yeah yeah so I, I did the open format club on fridays and on saturdays i did the house club so and even 5d's music was pretty dance friendly like we made a lot of house records like hip house rap right. and then when i linked up with naeem with spank rock he, I, in my mind, he was the sequel to what I was trying to do with Five Ds. Was he borderline like B more? Like he's from Baltimore. Yeah, so he had that B more sound. Mm-hmm. I got but it. But it was so like legit. It was like the real B more. But sound he was like he was one of the 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 guys kind of leading. Was he like leading? He was. The shit? He was not the, really. Huh? Was he leading like the B more movement? Yeah, because he's from Baltimore and he's a rapper, but he was rapping over Baltimore. I swear he tracks. had a breakthrough. Like there's put that pussy on me. Turntable lab. Jeez, man. Yeah. I I know, I feel he like had this, he had this song called "Shake It to My Dick Turn Racist." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should know that. He had this song called uh, "Man." He yo he. Th- anyway, this motherfucker is one of the greatest writers of our generation. Also, spank rock. Mm-hmm. So I still I still work with him to this day. So around this time with the Be More movement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what were, we were playing. What were records we were playing at this time? Uh, like, um, also, I just want to say this yeah. too. Every motherfucker jacked his swag. He got swagger jacked by so many people. Really? Yep. Am? No, mm-hmm. spank oh, rock. Spank rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this publicly. There wouldn't be no Kanye West or Kid Cudi without spank rock. Really? Hands down. I'm telling you, that and ain't range. nobody gonna tell you that but me. Wow. Because I was there and I seen it happen. Really? And Facts. It, it, yeah, man. All right. I, do you know about Spank Rock, P-Dot? Yeah. I mean, when you guys would do shows out in LA, like the We'd tear shit down. We'd tear it down. Yeah. Couldn't nobody go on after us. We would tear it down. Damn, man. Fuck. Legit. <laughs> Yo, my, my, my mind's drawing blank. I'll tell you, you this. Do you remember this? I'm going to tell you this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell, tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm flexing right now. But we closed Coachella 07 up against Rage Against the Machine. We blew the motherfuckers off the stage. <laughs> really? Ask anybody. They wrote articles about it. Like while everybody was trying to see Rage Against Machine. The real motherfucking party was in the Sahara tent at Spank Rock. Wow. Yeah. Fuck man. I gotta. Uh, I mean, you can watch the video. I, I ain't talking I shit. See. You can watch the video. I'm gonna watch it. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Definitely gonna watch that. For real. For anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So that's how I got involved with Aoki and, and AM because it was kind of like that was pushing the culture at the time right right definitely and it was coming from us and we was like the real shit i mean that was that was basically i would be as i would mean i would even say that was the banana split sound yeah 100 percent. we would do those parties i mean that's like wait this is you that's me yeah 
Yeah. It looks like the the the, the style you're talking about, Kanye stealing yeah. and shit. Yeah. But the I did uh break down the style. What was it? I did was it exactly I did Dim Mac Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. In like oh five, oh six or something like that. And me and Naeem did it. And this was before his album came out. Me and Cosmo me and Cosmo and Naeem, Naeem Spangrock. We did a mixtape before Naeem's album came out. Cosmo Baker. Cosmo Baker. Uh-huh. We did a mixtape. Yeah, we did a mixtape before his album came out, and we toured the mixtape, and uh, we did we did Cinespace, and we shut that shit down. Nobody was there, and they were like, "Yo, we gotta have y'all back." So I went back to DJ, and I was DJing in the same vein. My DJ set was basically the DJ version of what our live show was. So and it was just you couldn't fuck with us. Like we were making the music that everybody wanted, and all the all the music after that came from yeah it was like you influenced yeah yeah diplo monetized it basically but it was like m.i.a diplo santi gold Mm -hmm. us but name's the unsung hero but like but he's the black dude oh we're back to that back to that so Uh, he ain't he ain't as marketable you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's changing though. <laughs> it's changing. <laughs> it pace is changing. If you come back different. to LA, I think you'll see. Uh, see you'll definitely. Where see did it. you stay at when you were living in LA? I live downtown. Oh, okay. MacArthur Park. I love downtown. Oh, you was in the hood. Basically, yeah. You were buying the fake IDs. MacArthur Park's where we go get those. Uh, Langers. Yeah. Langers. Yeah. Langer sandwiches. Yeah. Dope yeah. shit. That's where I live. We're addicted to those. I know. Right? Yeah. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. That's my block. Yeah. Fucking bomb. Yeah. 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 My uncle owns a <laughs> restaurant around there. Yeah. We never go to Young but, but yo, I'm going to send you links to the Spang- to videos. No, no, no. I, yeah, we need that like, for, for the video. It's videos. like crazy. We did, this show, um, we did this show at McCarran Park yeah. at the pool. It was uh, We brought MIA out. Yo, you ain't never seen nothing like it in your life, dog. It's crazy. Wow, man. It's crazy. Okay, okay. Because I'm, no, I'm remembering the name. I, the I, Spang- just don't, I know just the name, yeah, but I just don't know. It, and it's crazy. He's like, people that know, know. Because they P-Dot. they seen it. Peter knows. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not exaggerating. It was it w- we had the illest show on earth. I know. And we toured it for like three years. Yo, it was it was like the blackest shit you ever seen in your life. <laughs> I swear to God. Because he was like he's like he was like James Brown, Prince, and Rock him in one. So what what happened? Where is he? Like what? He's still making music, man. He's on Bonnie Vare's new album. He's he does weird shit. He's like he's like the Black Bowie of our generation. He's unsung and like. I don't know what's going to happen with his career, but people going to look back and be like, damn, we should have paid more attention to this motherfucker. Now I'm going to do the research. For real. He's brilliant. What do you think is the reason why he didn't uh, maybe pop as big as other artists? He's just made a couple bad decisions, I think. He also didn't care. He's he's like a genuine artist. Like, he's really about the music. He don't give a fuck about none of the rest of the shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Business, basically. And um, he didn't care about being famous or none of that shit. He's just like a... He's just like... He's just... He's a weird artist kid from Baltimore that just the world was his playground. Like music and shit. Like wanted to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't so have crazy. the wind at his back, basically. You know? I'm trying to remember that whole Be More era. It seems like a blur to me now that I think about it. Yo, more, right? Dog. Yeah. We had our show. We when we was really at like peaking, we had like four African drummers. Like, imagine Baltimore Club with 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 with, with, with a, a Jimbe troupe. And dancers, we had we had like African what, dancers with it too. What kind of venues were you guys selling? Two out? DJs, um, like arenas. Nah, like it was like no. Nah, we were, we were on like the festival circuit. Okay. So we would do like festivals in Brazil. Australia was a huge market for him. Wow. 
Um, there's this crazy story where the, his biggest tour, it was like his highest paying tour, he just didn't show up and I had to do the whole tour by myself. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God. Did you have to pretend to be him? Nah, so so basically the way our show was set up, because I was the hype man. Yeah. So half the show was basically me anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just had to figure out how to do the show by myself. But I had solo material. So I just, we basically did a show. We did the concept of the show through me instead of through him. Nice. And I did a four, it was four city Australian festival tour, like 20,000 here, 10,000 mm -hmm. here, 30,000 here. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like, like it was I'm intense. You, uh, Pace Rock has a lot. It was of intense, man. No, I just remember, like, when I was in, I think I was in Vegas, and I would just hear Pace Rock, and I do remember Spank Rock. Yeah. but there was just mm -hmm. no reference yeah. to right. to what it, what yeah. was going yeah. on. We did a lot of shit in Vegas. We actually yeah. we opened up for Kanye in Vegas one time and just blew his ass off the stage. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Um, I it, love it, man. I love it. Nah, man. for real. And um, you can see a smile like through the mask. Through the mask. Through the mask. <laughs> I love it. I'm so, I'm, yo, I'm so, I'm, I'm really proud of that shit. Yeah, yeah. For real, because it was like it was a high, gonna, it was, it was if, a high point in my life. Uh, if we could edit some, uh, some footage from that. Yo, it was a high point in my life for real. Yeah, that was like some of the best shit I've ever done musically. Dope, man. It was oh, black man. as fuck. It was black as fuck, dude. I'm telling you. It was like the blackest <laughs> shit you ever seen in your life. And and both of us danced too, and that's the thing. So yeah. the show was like it was like it was like MC Hammer meets B More Club meets like fucking James Brown. We had like routines and shit. We had like we had like fucking Beastie Boys type rap routines, but over Baltimore Club. You know what I'm saying? It was wild, dude. It's, it's it was like black music thrown together in a blender, but like on stage. Yeah. You know, Jesus, yeah, we gotta see these videos. Now. I know, right? And so, like, when you go through that, like you were just talking about, I've I've gone through uh, different stages of su success. Mm -hmm. You know, with every up, there's a down and up yeah, and down, right? Peaks and valleys. So, how do you look at all of that now? Like now, do you just see it as downtime? Like, <coughs> not. Nah, um, I watched I watched the Quincy Jones documentaries really yeah, yeah. recently, mm -hmm. and he and uh, he said uh, Duke Ellington told him, you know, make sure you mind mind the valleys because the peaks will take care of themselves. What's up, bars? You know what I'm saying? So take that and rock with it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know the downtime's going to happen. Right. So be prepared for savings accounts. Right, right. <laughs> Basically. Interesting. Yeah. One of my OGs said savings account. But but uh, what do you call it? At the same time, you also have to have it not affect your focus and your motivation. Right? Well, it's like you just got to gotta not look back. And I've been guilty of that a lot, mm -hmm. looking back and being like, ah, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was actually, I was with Naeem in Australia one time, and we was on a fucking yacht, and he was like, yo, Pace, you're looking way too comfortable right now, dog. Like, you haven't arrived yet. <laughs> like, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know, I know we out in the middle of the ocean, and we on a boat in Australia and shit, but you still in Cincinnati, dog. Like, <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> you know? So you got you to gotta not have those, you got to not trip off those moments, really. You say, ooh, you got to savor it, but you got to know that this isn't going to last forever. Right? Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, that ain't, you know, keep your eye on the prize, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't look back. That's the that's yeah. the hardest thing, I think, uh, with some, some people that I've met and some of the DJs that we've had here, like some of the, the veterans who have, like, you know, they've acquired, like, extremist success. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's hard because they're they're always measuring it to that, what they had before. Right. And I think if you keep doing that, nothing you do in the future will seem as great, not more. You know listen, what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's one of the toughest things I've had to see or witness is 
is yeah. like you know not like a dude that's broken right but like you I'm know what i'm saying, saying you know what, what i mean saying? right because Yo. it's just like it, it it like it haunts you and it just i know what you're saying you. I, I think i think you gotta really keep it trucking because uh, and i've been really 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 blessed um last year was a rough rough year for me mm-hmm. a really rough year and i like i broke up with my girl like i was living with my girl broke up with my girl i was like the lowest i've ever been mm-hmm. my money was not looking tight I opened a club. It was like not, you know, it was, we were probably about to close. Like shit was just looking dark. And then I got a call from Ross, like I always do, like pick your ass up, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. we gotta, we gotta get to work. And shit li- literally saved my life again, man. Wow. I was fucking dark. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just, I say all that to say, you just never know, and you just gotta keep going. It's funny, man, yeah, man, because if if they, if they ever made a movie for him, right, <laughs> Ross would be his white savior. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Facts. Facts. Right. Everyone be like, yo, man, why they got to put the white savior? I know, right? for sure. For sure. Like, nah, he really was there to for save sure. my shit. I mean, I got a couple of them, but you <laughs> yeah. know Ross. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you about Ross. Yeah, yeah. I got a few dude. I got a few people like that in my life. My parents are like that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a few people like that in my life that they just like, yo, man, they, they know when to pick me up or they just come through right on time. That like it, it's crazy. This is gonna sound real crazy, but it made me believe in God, mm. for real. Like, cause I just been saved so many times by these unseen forces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think I think the most important thing is that is is the is when you can see the light, when you can see the revelation. Like, yo, mm-hmm. like yo, this dude is saving my life, or like this yeah. dude saved me. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people go through life not seeing that. Oh, I see that shit clear as day. Yeah, yeah. I'm but re- I, I think that's that in itself is important too. As I'm gonna, well, I want to, I want to shout out my mom because it's her birthday, um, and she's here with me. She's not here with me right now. She wanted yeah. to come, but I was like, I'm not gonna talk the same if you're here. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, she's a really spiritual person. Yeah, yeah. And we've been talking a lot about this kind of shit lately. And I, I'm really, I've come to realize that I'm really in touch with my intuition. Yeah. yeah. And not mm-hmm. a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um, now that I know that I'm now that I know what it is and I know what it looks like and I know when what these feelings are, right, right. it helps you kind of get in touch with it more. Mm-hmm. And if you can really tap into that shit, man, you can do a lot of great things. I think. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, trust in your work. gut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like trust. My and my grandmother too. She would always tell me like keep good people around you. That's I think that's the most yeah. important thing. Bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She would always tell me keep. My grandmother before she passed away, she got me this thick ass book of poetry and she wrote me like a, a letter in the front of it and I still have it and she it was basically like the lessons to life like this is this is the key to your su- success basically mm-hmm. and she left it with me before she died and it's written down so I can't it's not something I, w- I had to remember it's yeah. I have it I can still look at it and go back to it all the time and it's just like master your daily routine and keep good people around you I think it's the most important yeah. shit, man. Keeping good people around. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, d- I definitely see a lot of motherfuckers change. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when they get money. Yeah, and then for sure. Every, everybody, everybody around them changes. And yeah. And yeah. just like, wow, this motherfucker changed. Money will make you do the switch up. Yeah. yeah. Money made me do the switch up. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you start feeling yourself too. That ego is a motherfucker. Ego, <laughs> ego, and money is a motherfucker. We, we scared that's gonna happen with Jamie. Nah, I, I already had that. I've been telling y'all. y'all <laughs> he said he had it, but he ain't never had he money, happy, man. man. He, he ain't had money, money, man. real okay. money. Not, not, not Pace Rock money, of course. I'm broke. Nah, <laughs> 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 you ain't have you ain't had money, money yet. Yeah, not man. yet, bro. You, you'll be a, a 
a 100% asshole. Nah, I come from. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> let me tell you this. Don't spend it. Savings accounts. No, I know. My father tells me all the time. Stop sure. wasting your money. Nah, don't. this motherfucker be splurging. He be buying Starbucks every day. I know. Right? Oh, They're man. fucking $4 cups. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. money. Seven days a week. A lot of money. No, it's not seven days. I calculated. You need to stop getting avocado toast. Too. That's a lot of that. money. I don't, I don't get the avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I don't even eat bread that much no more. <laughs> Yo, buy groceries. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's nah, for sure, man. For sure. I went through that phase. I mean, we all went through that phase. went through it. You, but yeah. you gotta go through that too. You gotta. I mean, yeah, you gotta go through it. You, you can't do. go through life just being you completely gotta, nah, logical, you gotta rational. Live. You gotta, li- you gotta live too. But the yeah. the smart motherfuckers that I know still got money, because yeah. they put it away. I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna take space, space rock. I'm gonna be like, yo, bro, man. my OG. What should I do? <laughs> He's like, nah, I don't want to be OG. Save. <laughs> call call crooked. <laughs> call crooked. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Call, call. Call pays. Call pays. <laughs> I'll be calling you <laughs> back and forth. You have two phones. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much I'm gonna have to edit out of this shit. Not you'll be <sighs> Not too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. A few things. Uh, what do you call it? Um, yo, I, I mean, I feel like we should end I'm this good. on a good. We on a yeah, good I'm note good. right now. Yeah, it's pretty man. positive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. Good. I like it. I like positive. It. I like uplifting. This. I like it. Yeah. I like you brought it. moms in the picture. You brought yeah. grandmas in the picture. Shout out to Pace, Pace thank you, man. For shout out, shout out to my dad, too, because yeah, he, he probably listened to this shit. <laughs> shout out to Ohio. Shout out to Cincinnati. <laughs> Ken Griffin Jr. I, 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 I got to shout out my Cincinnati folks. I got to shout out Mood, High Tech, and uh, my man Fat John and 5D's crew. They brought me in this game. Wow. And you can find this video at uh, YouTube.com slash World Podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and click on the little notification bell so you can get all the videos on Friday. And I don't know. I don't even hear what you say sometimes. Listen, as long as they can hear it. Okay. They can All right. hear it. Yo, big shout out to DJ City, man, <laughs> and we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.